Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're here with a special Turkey Day episode of the Chick Foley Show. It's Thursday night. Uh, everybody's kind of getting up from their tryptophan, turkey-induced comas, and it's time to talk some wrestling. Uh, first off, I want to thank all you guys for all the amazing support for the show. Uh, thanks for everything this year, and for the rest of 2020, we're going to be here for you discussing all the ins and outs of the wrestling world. Uh, first off, let me introduce the star of the show, Sheena. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And Marco, how was Thanksgiving up in Massachusetts? It was good, man. Just ending off the night uh, with uh, with the nearest and dearest friends, just uh, talking wrestling. That's that's how you end the night of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, so we'll get right into it. Without further ado, we we run a giveaway all this past week for at Manny is cool too. Uh, check him out on Instagram. That's at Manny is cool. And then the number two, no underscores or anything. He's giving away an enamel gobbledygooker pin and a t-shirt. And one second while we hit the drum roll. And the winner is Cody Baker at Barber underscore bake. So Cody does have an underscore in his Instagram name, but we're not going to hold that against him. But congrats, Cody. Uh, we're super stoked. I'm glad that you're going to... Golly, the turkey is really obnoxious. Hey, it's the last time I'm going to get a chance to that's use true, that. That's true. That's uh, true. For a whole other year. It's so trying to pay us count. back for all the turkey that we ate today. Yeah, that we ate all of actually, his cousins. And, you it's know. officially getting deleted from the soundboard. Yeah. Right now. Oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, Cody, awesome. Um, you'll be hearing from Manny is cool to set up, you know, delivery for your pin. I got a, one of those pins a couple years ago, and they are so beautiful. Manny is awesome. Um, so, st- stoked that you won the Gooker giveaway. And Sheena, tell them about our toy drive we got going on right now. So we are in the final push from the last couple of weeks of our toy drive. You guys, it has been such a huge success so far. So many amazing donations, you know, with toys and monetary donations. You guys have just really showed up and just made this so awesome. Um, and we're making this a super special Merry Christmas for so many families out there. So I'm so proud of you guys. Um, the details are always going to be on our Instagram and Twitter as well. But you can send monetary donations to my PayPal. Don't make fun that I still use a Yahoo email address for my PayPal. It's ancient. I've had PayPal forever, but it's Sheena Phelps, the number two at yahoo.com. Um, we accept any monetary donation. Just make sure that you do uh, note that it's for the toy drive and that sort of thing. And then we have our, our PO box set up and the PO box addresses. Let me grab that real quick. PO box one, four, three, nine, three. And that is Norfolk, Virginia, two, three, five, one, eight. So make sure um, if you're sending any toys, we're going to be dropping everything off um, on the night. So just make sure that it gets here before December 9th. We are going to be raffling off you guys. So we have an awesome, awesome giveaway uh, courtesy of our good friend, uh, Jordan Wells, Foley fan member, good friend of ours. He donated a decade of domination, Mark Henry figure, like the figure that everybody is looking for out on these streets, hunting Walmarts for, um, he donated that to our toy drive for us to host a raffle to raise money for the toy drive. So 100% of the raffle donations will go toward the toy drive. Myself and the heel husband will be doing shopping for that. We post everything that we purchase on, on all of our accounts and everything. So Stay tuned for details on that. We'll be posting them on Instagram tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, just keep a look on Sheena's Instagram also. She's posting those details for the Toy Drive Daily. So if you happen to miss it or if you want to recommend it to a friend, just direct them over to your IG account, and there's still plenty of time to get your donations in. Uh, Marco, where can the listeners find you at on Twitter? You can find me at Chick Foley Show. I'm actually um, running a surprise Thanksgiving uh, giveaway. It's called uh, the Chick Foley Show Thanks Giveaway. Play on words oh. there. Um, I see what you did there. 
yeah, and, uh, just just head over to uh, Twitter if you haven't already. You have until the the next show to uh, to enter. So, yeah, I won't spoil what it is. So, head over there now. Check it out. And Sheena, where can they find you on Instagram? You can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. I'm there every day in the DMs in the story. So you know, hit me up. And then we also have our Patreon page at ChickFoleyShow.com. Uh, membership starts at just a dollar a month, and I really think you get just a ton of bang for your buck, literally, for that. Uh, you get into our Facebook group where we have a lot of uh, awesome deals on figures, uh, some communal figure hunting going on, and just a lot of really fun figure talk. I'm cracking up every day at some of the wild stuff that uh, people <laughs> post in there. Dougie Nunya, I'm talking to you right now, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the guys definitely, they keep it, it it's a hard PG-13 in there, so maybe keep the youngsters away. Uh, but for the adult collectors, it is a, a really fun place to be. And uh, last but not least, we want to talk about Figure Friday. So uh, newest episode of Figure Friday is going to be going up tomorrow again at ChickFoleyShow.com. Uh, me and Sheena are going to be unpacking the AEW Blood and Guts set, the new Jushin Liger from Ringside. And then we're going to be doing Elite 82, uh, Jerry Lawler and Keith Lee. So take a look at that. We always unbox them. We usually grab a few figures to do some comparisons with. And we just have a lot of fun with it. So let us know if you guys have any special requests. We're not just doing new figures on that. We'll also occasionally um, bust out some blasts from the past and just do some detailed looks and glamour shots on those. And it's a lot of fun. So let us know what you think of those. And we'll keep that content coming for you guys. And lastly, we want to talk about our friends at ringside.com and the Black Friday sale they got going on. Yeah, so they have an awesome Black Friday sale um, happening. So definitely check it out. So many discounted figures. And you can also stack the code on top of the figure. So use code Chick. Foley. Anytime you check out, um, it helps support the show. It gets you extra discount. Um, and like I said, just scroll through. There's lots of elites and basics on sale at, at ringside right now. So this is like their, their one big sale of the year. So definitely check that out. All right. And with that, it's time to move inside the squared circle. So this segment is brought to you by our good friends at homage. Uh, Sheena will be getting our personal homage link up on the IG account tomorrow. So I'm sure they will have some tremendous sales going on for black Friday. So definitely hit them up. Yeah, it's 25% off for awesome. the black Friday. Yeah, sale. You can't yeah. beat that. They do have the best tees in the game and it definitely helps support the show. Anytime you guys use that link to make your purchases. So it's something you're already buying. Just use our link. So let's get into the chicks top six. This is where we discuss the, uh, you know, sometimes it's the six most important. Sometimes it's just the things that are interesting to us. The biggest stories of the week. We'll kick it off with story number six. Survivor Series 2020 is in the books. Uh, the, the tagline on this show was best of the best. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it was the best of the best shows, but but mm-hmm. I had some fun with it. Uh, Sheen, what were your overall thoughts on the show? I thought it was good. I Again, um, I'm always a fan of the, the shortened pay-per-views. Um, I thought Drew versus Roman was really good. I thought the tag team match was really good. I... I was stoked. I popped so hard to see the Gooker come back and win the 24-7 title. So there was a lot of fun things happening on the show. Um, I thought I thought it was good. Marco, what'd you think? I know you kind of we, we talked a little bit before we hit record that uh, you weren't feeling mm. it. Let's hear your ta- let's hear your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think it was that great of a pay per view. Uh, they've they've had a, a few uh, good pay per views before uh, this one, um, and for some reason it couldn't carry over. Um, even with like payback, payback was like the breakout one that people didn't think was going to be really good, and that was like the best one um, yeah. in recent memory. Um, I think it was really like the the Survivor Series matches that kind of did it in for me. I didn't think they were that great, um, especially with like what happened with uh, with with Jey Uso being the so like the last person in the ring, and then just yeah. getting squat. Like no one got eliminated on the other like side of the thing. It was just 
I, I, I think it was more true, of a but we saw we saw later on we saw later on in the match that kind of you know the way that, that or the, oh, sorry later on in the card how that played out you know what I mean so you know he yeah. got kind of shunned by Roman and then he came back into the you know he came into play during during Roman and Drew yeah I get it uh, but yeah that, that uh, other than that yeah my my uh, my match of the night was definitely Sasha Banks and Asuka. Um, um, definitely Sasha pulling out and getting the win, which was awesome. A lot of people didn't think that was going to happen, but um, you had to pull and pull it, pull it for the blueprint. And uh, I, you know. I told you Sasha was going to win. I know I said we we both said that Sasha was going to win, and Seth told yeah. us like there was there was no way in hell that um that Seth or that Sasha was going to pull it off, yep. but she did. We were right. Yep. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. Marco, what was your uh, match of the night? Um, like I said, definitely the Asuka uh, Sasha Banks match. Um, I did, I really did love the uh, the Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre, but I feel like I every every pay per view that Roman Reigns is, and I always say that's my favorite match, so I want to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely that one. Um, just an awesome back and forth outside of the ring, inside of the ring, definitely too. Um, yeah, yeah it was, that's just I mean, it was just a WrestleMania qual like, you know, level match. You know what I mean? Like there was no way that it was going to be a bad, a bad match. I'm excited to see, you know, eventually, like once they once they meet again, um, you know, ho- hopefully in the WWE format that we know and love with some fans there and that sort of thing and like a, the big stage and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be epic when those two meet again. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the Survivor Series 2018 match between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, how you got this, you know, WrestleMania main event caliber match, but you're not going to give away the finish to that on, on Survivor Series. So if you guys remember that one, Charlotte, they, they had a nice match going and then Charlotte just ended up attacking her with the kendo stick out of nowhere oh, yeah. and beating her down. Oh, so. yeah, that's, when, that's yeah. when Charlotte like snapped, right? And like, right. you know, just totally like went crazy. So we had kind of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a, I, I guess it wasn't an inconclusive finish, but it was definitely not a clean finish. Right. And, and it left you wanting to see uh, Drew and Roman go at it until uh, we can't get a definitive winner. But yeah, I think that was pretty much unanimously the match of the night with honorable mention to the street profits versus new day. Cause that one was pretty good. Also, yeah. um, what was you guys big letdowns? Sheen, what were you most let down by on the survivor series card? Let down. I mean, I thought the battle Royal was kind of just a, a monumental waste of time. Um, it was just kind of like the forgotten talent match, you know, it was just like sad. Um, I'm trying to think what was your big letdown, Seth? Yeah, I think the the men's elimination match. It was just if you looked at it on paper, like it was really st- like the build was all over the place. So true. Yeah, I guess I, I should have. Like- uh, I guess I really shouldn't have had my hopes up too much. But I remember like the morning of um, me and Jordan were looking at the card, and I was just like, "Dang, these are some stacked teams." You know, you got Seth, Seth and Jey Uso mm-hmm. on the SmackDown side. Yeah, and Seth and the kind Raw of sacrificing side himself. was uh, was just loaded with studs. Yeah, I still don't really understand what what the whole deal was with uh, with Seth doing that, but apparently that was the way to to get him off TV for a while. But yeah, I was, I was very disappointed because traditionally that match has been pretty good over the last few years since we've been doing the, the brand warfare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was the big letdown for most people is going to be our number five story, which was the farewell to the undertaker. So we had about 20 legends come out. They all mm-hmm. had their own individual entrances. We, we heard people's themes we haven't heard in years, such as Savio Vega, uh, the Godwins, you know, these guys we haven't seen forever. They're out in the ring wondering what's going to happen. Then all of a sudden... Kane comes out in full gimmick, like full ring yeah, gear. Kane you know? comes out in the mask, ready ready to rock like it's Bad Blood 97 all over again. Then we see the same video that had been aired a couple times on the pre-show, and I think they even showed it on SmackDown on Friday mm-hmm. night, and it comes back and the ring's cleared out, and we just get the Undertaker's entrance, you know. Vince said a few words, and then, and then Undertaker... Um, 
it made his entrance to get down to the ring. Yeah, kind of posed in the ring. The the hologram Paul Bear was pretty cool. That definitely, I think, oh, you know, yeah. that hit everybody right in the field spots because we weren't expecting it. But but then it was over, you know. So they it was what the weird time where WWE did exactly what they told us they were going to do. It was going to be the Undertaker's farewell. And that was it. But I think pretty much everyone was expecting somebody, um, you know, hit, hit Bray Wyatt yeah. to come out and and, uh, and cause a scene. But it didn't happen. So I, I pose the question to you guys, you know, true or false? Have we seen the last of The Undertaker for real this time? You know, I don't know. I just I mean, I thought that I had seen the last of The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. I was literally in the building. I, I was tired and pregnant after like a what felt like a 30 hour show. And we like watched um, Undertaker completely, you know, disrobe his hat, his gloves, the the trench coat, all of it was. Remember, we know, started to leave because we were yeah, so tired because yeah. that show was so long. Because like we got there at like three o'clock in the afternoon to like, get to in the line. Stadium. Yes, and it was and so then it was hot. almost midnight or maybe slightly after midnight. Like when as soon as Roman hit the three count, I think we stayed and watched Roman get his pyro, and then we started leaving. And we get like halfway out of the stadium, and all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, I think something's going on." Because people were still saying. And then we went back like through one of the tunnels and saw the Undertaker's farewell, and I was just like. Wow, we just saw the Undertaker's retirement. And- yeah, and it was really emotional, you know, because yeah. like like you said, like it was the it was the whole like like symbolism of him leaving the hat and like the coat and everything folded the gloves, in the ring. Yeah. And you know, like Undertaker, obviously that took a whole thirty minutes because he he moves very methodically and very <laughs> slow. Um, so I, I thought that was the end. Obviously, we, you know, we've come to find Here out we that are three and a half years later <laughs> that was not even close to the end at all. Like we, we've seen Undertaker so many times since then. Um, I just feel like. Like, you know, Undertaker is such a a man for the business. And traditionally in the business, you know, you go out flat on your back, you know, giving somebody else the the rub, you know, giving somebody else the over. So it's really it's it's hard for me to believe that like like him just going out and having that little like kind of fizzle in the ring is going to be it. And again, I didn't understand. I thought, you know, when they said that everybody was they were bringing back all these legends, I thought it was going to be kind of like a Hall of Fame-esque situation where they kind of like commemorate Undertaker for a minute and then obviously we see Undertaker come out but it to me it didn't make any sense to have all of those guys come out and then just clear out like why didn't we just have Vince do the introduction and then Undertaker leave do you think this is the end um no I don't just because you know we saw Shawn Michaels come back damn near 10 years after he retired uh, so I, I, I never think any retired. But he retired 10 years earlier than Undertaker. True. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but the cinematic matches, it uh, it really opens up. The po- the possibility is really endless, especially for a guy with a, a supernatural gimmick like the Undertaker. Um, if he was to come back for for one more match, who would you like to, to be against, Marco? Um, so before I answer that, I'm going to say I'm going to go opposite of you guys, and I'm going to say he's not coming back at all. Um, really? I think th- I think that was it. It was the 30 years to the day he debuted. Um, very symbolic. Yeah, it was yeah, very, very I, symbolic. I'm a, I'm a symbolism person, and I think that's all you'll see of him. Um, as far you, you won't see, you'll still see him in and around the WWE universe. You just won't see him in any action. I think he's like pretty much done with wrestling. He's really old. He can't move. He 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 said it, and he's he's legitimately broken down every fourth wall that we've ever known of him. You know, yeah, he said in countless recent interviews that he can't perform the way he wants to perform. That he's not going to perform in the ring, and he he doesn't see that right now as far as like his his in ring ability. Um, Yeah, his he said if he did have a last match, it would be AJ Styles um, in front of a live crowd, which is probably not going to (laughs) happen anytime soon. Yeah. Because AJ Styles is probably going to be 
gone at some point. Like he, he'll probably retire. He's going to start yeah. breaking down. So I, I, I think it's the end as far as the end ring undertake. I don't think it's the end of seeing, seeing him anyway. He did sign like a 15 year deal or something like that. So I think he's going to be like an ambassador type of role and stuff like that. Show up on TV, do appearances, all that type of stuff. But yeah, I think he's all done. Yeah. If I was ring. getting a thousand bucks a pop on a cameo, I'd, I'd, I'd stay doing that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Why? So what was, what was Undertaker's last in-ring match? Was his last in-ring match that one with uh, with him and Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon? Was that uh, it? For, that was at Extreme Rules last year, I think. Was, was that the last time the, we saw him in the ring? What, when was the, the Saudi show with DX? That was 2018. Oh, Jesus. He had the Saudi show against Goldberg after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was the Saudi right, show right. against Goldberg, and I think the next one after that was him and Roman against Drew. Yeah, I think and, that was, uh, yeah, was yes. the last one. And that match was awesome, too. He was yeah. like... That was like rare form, like young. He looked like a younger. Yeah, didn't they come out with like? Didn't they have like? A, they had like a. Yeah, they had like a gimmick, right? Wasn't it like the 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 bone dogs or something? They were the graveyard dogs. The graveyard. <laughs> the graveyard dogs. Yeah, graveyard dogs. Um. Yeah, I I still would like to see him get one more uh, match with Roman. You know, he's talked about how much. Um, about how much regret he has for uh, their WrestleMania 33 match not coming up as it did. You know, they had that unfortunate, um, that unfortunate spot where they tried to do the reverse tombstone. It just didn't quite work out. And I would have loved to see him and Roman get, you know, the proper match. Cause he's even talked about how um, he thought that Roman should have been the guy to kind of end the streak, you know? So I'd love to see them go one more time. Um, probably cinematic would be the way to go. You could do something cinematic, but in ring similar to what, um, what edge and Randy Orton did earlier this year, but th- that'd be my pick if we had one last match from Undertaker, but uh, it was definitely kind of an awkward way to him to go out after all those years to have yeah. to go out to an empty arena. You know, even the, they didn't really make that much use of the the Thunderdome while they were there either. True, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get at least something else from the Undertaker. If not another match, he's got to have at least one more proper farewell whenever, or if, you know, if ever things get back to normal. Yeah. What if they, what, what if they announce him for like the hall of fame this year? So I've always thought for him, the year he goes in the hall of fame, I think that, uh, he should be the only inductee that we, year. We we have legitimately we talked about that on the show. Yeah, really? we, yeah, we think that it must have been while I was gone. Yeah, um, I, I think it was while you were gone. We he's actually, I think so, Mike Lanham was a guest on the show. Yeah, he's had about. so many different incarnations. Like you could kind of do the full Hall of Fame treatment for each one. You know, you could have somebody come out, like you know, have somebody like Bruce Pritchard, his brother Love, come out and you know induct Undertaker from ninety one to ninety five. You could have like Shawn Michaels or somebody do ninety six to two thousand. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then, you know, close it out with Undertaker's big yeah. speech. But because we kind of talked about like, you know, it just it just would not work with him standing up there with somebody like the Bellas. You know, no offense to the Bellas, but it's just like he is just in a league of his own. His career is in a league of its own. And yeah. just it, there's no way to properly induct Undertaker in like a segment of a night. Like you and, need an entire night that is devoted to undertaker yeah exactly. and the thing is you know he's been so loyal and done so much wwe over the years and he'd be in rare company because the only other person they've ever done the solo induction for is andre, andre the, giant. the giant so yeah. yeah if you had undertaker and andre the giant is the only two people to ever get that honor that'd be that'd be a pretty damn cool way to go out yeah i think so too all right marco any final thoughts on uh the undertaker's farewell before we move on 
Oh, real quick on Survivor Series. I feel like or I feel like we have people that are listening because remember we said the Survivor Series needs stakes. Literally on Raw, they came out and said like, oh, the per- like since you guys won the um, the Survivor Series match, Team Raw, uh, whoever we're gonna choose who gets to be the number one contender right. for this for this yeah. match. So I just wanted to add that in there. I'm like, we, every time we say something, it feels like you know it comes to pass. So Somebody's like, listening. Who's Somebody, our Who's our mole here? Maybe it's our buddy <laughs> Alex know? Pierce. Maybe he's just listening to the podcast every week and taking notes and taking them back to WWE. <laughs> I don't know, but there's definitely somebody that is running this stuff, you know, up the flagpole to Coda, uh, to quote Cody. Yeah. All right. Number four, our two war games matches for this year are set. Um, I, I got some hot takes. So I'll let you guys go first. Uh, Sheena, what's your take on the two war games matches for this year? I mean, it's okay. I feel like, you know, obviously we're so used to seeing Undisputed Era in the War Games situation. They're kind of like up there. They passed up the Horsemen as like the first team you think of when you think of War Games now. Yeah, Yeah. it's like synonymous. uh, Undisputed Era is synonymous with War Games. Um, I like the MACA faction. I think, think, you know, Oni and... um, uh, Danny, Danny Birch, uh, I was like, I remember his name, Danny Birch, uh, and, uh, Pete Dunn. I, I, I think all of those guys are amazing. And I think it's going to be a really fun match. The women's, however, all these women are super talented, but again, it's just kind of like, I feel like this kind of came together super fast and it just really has no build. And I feel like it's kind of forced, right? Like, why are we, why are we forcing two under, uh, two war games matches? Yeah, I agree. Marco, what's your take? Um, yeah, I don't mind. I, I mean, they did that. They did that before with the with the uh, men's and women's war games. So it's not like a huge surprise that they're going to do that. Uh, does look like it was pulled together rather fast. But um, if you if you think about all their individual like storylines, they all kind of intersect with each other. So it wasn't like it, it's not like they're just rushing this like this group versus this group. Like each lady had a had a feud with one of the other ladies on the other side of that team. So like for the past pretty much the past few months. So if you like go back and True, like, but watch... we don't even know who Shotzi's team is, right? Uh, no, they. I think they announced Shotzi. Uh, Shotzi's team. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did announce her, team? Rhea, Ember Moon. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So like, yeah. So all, right. all these ladies all intersected at some point throughout the past few months. So it's so it is kind of like a long build up to this point. If you like, if you want to go back and do your like research and just watch all the other shows and stuff like that and see um, all the singles matches that all these ladies had and stuff like that, you can definitely put the pieces together so I could see how it just looks like, Oh, we're just throwing this match together. Just have a ladies one. But uh, there is, there is history between all of them and I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, they're building it around. So you think this, anyway. is just, this is just legitimate, good long-term storytelling on WWE's yeah. part. Oh, and on NXT's part, not on WWE's part. NXT's part, I yeah. should say. Yeah. So the thing I worry about is that if this ends up um, being similar to, Hell in the Cell on the main roster, where you know you have you have uh, a match that needs a feud instead of a feud that needs a match, you know, because yeah, like you said, the, the stories all kind of tie into each other, but I don't think it's it, they've built to the level where we need a War Games match to settle it. You know, to me, War Games is right up there with equal with Hell in the Cell. It's like the ultimate like blood feud, like the final match in, in a big storyline that goes mm-hmm. off. And these guys, you know, this to me, this feels like a, a classic Survivor Series elimination match. You know, we have a couple of team, a couple people team up for. For a tag team match, I have no doubt the actual match can be really entertaining. It's actually sure. pretty badass, yeah. but uh, I'd like to see War Games just be a little bit more special, you know. And I, I think Undisputed Era and, and Pat McAfee's team, I think they've earned it, but I don't think the females are quite uh, quite built to the level where it should get a War Games match. I I agree with that. What do you guys think of uh, Tony Tony Storm's heel turn? I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I've been trying to watch NXT and AEW simultaneously for the past several weeks. Um, but I don't know what the build has been like or what they've been hinting to for Tony Storm turning heel. But it caught me off guard. I was surprised to see her like jerk Ember out of the moon or out of the moon, <laughs> out of the <laughs> ring. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, beat her up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I think Tony kind of has a... a I think she could turn on a very heel persona. She already has kind of a heelish look, even though she's been a baby face, you know, just kind of like the backwards hat, you know, the, the street gear. I think she, I think she could, you know, be a really good heel. Yeah. To me, the, the women's division in NXT, it's really fluid with the, the heels and faces, you know, so you got Dakota Kai, who's like a really hardcore heel and stuff. But for the most part, they, these guys can kind of go back and forth depending on the match. And, uh, you know, if it, if it balances the scales a little bit and gives somebody else for Io Shirai to have an awesome match with, yeah. then, uh, then I really dig it. All right, we're halfway through the Chicks Top 6. It's time for our weekly beverage break where we discuss what we're sipping on for this week. So, Sheena, you go first. What are you drinking? So, I'm so excited that I don't have to be jealous of Marco anymore because I am sipping on the finest of IPAs, the Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo Brewing Company, the best IPA in the world. Um, so this is our last one, though. So, you know, come next week, I'll be jealous of you again. Yeah, Jordan came in, uh, spent the weekend with us, and they brought us eight Broken Skull IPAs, awesome. and it was it was tremendous, just as good as I remember. Yeah, Marco, he, brought, he brought these two Kobe Bryant beers, too. They were, like, called Mamba Mentality. I don't know if it's just it was, like, a limited release, but he was, said he was only able to get two of them. So if you can get those, they were freaking good, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they, they were, were excellent. They packed a punch, point. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. They definitely made uh, Survivor Series go down a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Marco, what are you drinking this week, man? Oh man, I got my uh, I got I got two beers. I got one on deck, so I have my my first beer is the they're wrestling inspired, so the uh, the of course Lord Hobo Freebird, um, of course uh, Golden Ale. That's my uh, that's my first beer that I'm doing right now. The one I have on tap, the one I have on deck is the uh, Broken Skull IPA. That's my uh, oh yes. man. See, I just I just cracked the top on my on my Broken Skull. I finished a different drink that I was having, and for the beverage break, I went ahead and cracked the top. What do you got, nice. Seth? So I'm drinking. I'm actually going with the hard stuff this week. You know, Miller Lite still hasn't responded to my DM, so I'm, I'm giving them the week off. Um, I'm drinking. It's a cocktail I, I created myself called the uh, Drunken Gingerbread Man. <laughs> so what it is, I got. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a Christmas take on the classic um, bourbon and Coke. So I got a special blend of Maker's Mark. This is smooth and spicy. It's it was really made, good. Yeah, it was made specifically for uh, Virginia liquor store. So. Pour a shot of that over rocks, hit it with a splash of Coca-Cola Classic, and then you put a half shot of gingerbread flavored syrup on the top of that and stir it up. So, you know, the gingerbread just perfectly complements the uh, the bourbon flavor, and uh, you know, you, that bourbon packs a packs a punch, but everything just goes down real smooth and it's tasty and puts you in the holiday spirit. Sounds good. Yeah, it man, is it really, is good. really good. Definitely recommended. And Sheena actually had it as uh, her, mm-hmm. her drink of choice on the, on another podcast she did this week. You want to tell them about it, Sheena? Yeah, so I, I sat down with Dylan Polniak from um, Have a Drink With Me, and we talked about Christmas movies, so I wanted to bring our Christmas-inspired... Uh, He's a huge wrestling fan, too, so definitely give him a follow. Um, it's Have a Drink With Me, or H-A-D-W-M on uh, Instagram. I had to think for a minute. But you can follow his, or you can listen to his podcast, uh, Have a Drink With Me, on all major podcast platforms. But yeah, we talked about it. And he he's actually, pretty, he said he hates gingerbread, and he loved it. He was like, I 
love this drink. So I was telling him how the heel husband invented it. And it was like our signature cocktail at all of our Christmas parties and stuff. So if you get a chance, you guys, Maker's Mark, it's got to be original Coca-Cola. Don't be trying to bring no Pepsi to the game. Don't be trying to bring no, oh, no. no flavored Coca-Colas, like red label Coca-Cola um, and then gingerbread syrup. Gingerbread syrup is a little bit tricky to find. So give yourself a little a little head start. Like if you're going to have this for a party or you know, a socially distanced party, I guess I should say, or just sip on, uh, you order it from Tarani, but you have to have it shipped because Amazon's charging like insane prices for it. And you used to be able to buy it at Starbucks, but Damn. they don't serve, they don't serve gingerbread anymore. So, uh, but yeah, give it a try and let us know what you think. All right. With that, we move into the top half of the chicks top six. Story number three. So we, we talked about it plenty of times on here. Wrestling is at its best when it has stakes, especially on this weekly TV that, um, you know, we're, we're spending 10 hours watching every single week. So like Sheena talked about, they ended up adding some stakes after the fact for the Survivor Series match. Um, the winners got to have a series of singles matches to qualify for a triple threat this Monday night for to be the number one contender at TLC against Drew McIntyre. So we saw Matt Riddle beat Sheamus. We saw AJ Styles beat Randy Orton with an assist from The Fiend. Also, did, did you guys happen to see the uh, the camera work? They actually caught The Fiend like in the background, like running and jumping over the barricade. <laughs> no, I missed that. You guys didn't see <laughs> that? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, it looked like, you know, it looked like somebody's husband came home from work early and the, you know, the side piece was like oh, jumping over the bushes or something. Yeah. Yeah, they moved over. They got off it real quick, but you could see The Fiend hopping over the barricade and then like running into the ring. It was, it was pretty funny the- just seeing Bray move that fast and everything. Um, but yeah, and then we saw uh, Keith Lee beat Bobby Lashley um, by DQ. So so this Monday night, we're going to see, I don't know why I've been calling him Matt Riddle, just Riddle, remember? Yeah. So we're going to see Riddle take on AJ Styles versus Keith Lee uh, with the winner going to fight Drew McIntyre. So what you guys take? Who do you guys think the biggest threat is? You know, who's most interesting? Who do you guys want to see go to TLC and get the shot at the Scottish psychopath? Marco, I'll let you, I'll let you head this one off. Oh boy, biggest threat. Uh, yeah. Biggest threat's probably AJ Styles. Because yeah. he's uh, cause he's in hill mode right now, sort of. I'm not sure what he is. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like teetering in between. So I'm, I'm going to go with Hale. Plus, he has that giant of a man has, by his side. Yes. Yeah. Bodyguard is insane. Yeah. So, so uh, he's probably the biggest threat. And he's been he's been champion before. And he's done what he has to do to get the championship. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he kicked Dean Ambrose right in the nuts to win yeah. his first one. I mean, he has no problem kicking the Scottish psychopath. Right in his uh in his junk to win the title, so right I can his, see uh, that happening. Right in his tater tots, as Roman Reigns would say. <laughs> <laughs> suffering Remember that one, suffering succotash. Um, yeah. But uh, most interesting would probably be uh, Matt Riddle because we already seen. I agree. We seen yeah. Keith Lee already face Drew McIntyre, awesome match. But Matt Riddle would be interesting as well because that that's a different type of uh, like skill set that uh, Drew McIntyre has in. Uh, faced yet that I that I can remember in recent memory anyway. He's fought the powerhouses and Keith Lee and Braun and all those guys. He's he's fought the you know the the high flyer guys. He's fought the uh, with a uh, ricochet. He's fought like tons of times. Um, he so that's kind of like the AJ Styles matchup there. Uh, but nothing no nobody with like an MMA background with like kind of like a like a superior wrestling skill and ground game and stuff True, like that, which is pretty cool. But I, my biggest thing with that is I love Matt Riddle. And, you know, we've said on the show countless times, like I thought that he is a future superstar and all of the things. Right. But with his, recently on this most recent episode, he he just looked so goofy. He's he was talking. Yeah, he yeah. looked like he was like dumb, you know, and he's not dumb. And I know he's like the bro, like chill. You know, I mean, I, I lived on an island for six 
plus years. You know, I know those bros. You know, those it's like s- they switched him from being a stoner to just being an idiot. Yeah, he was yeah. talking to MVP about making Brogurt, and yeah. I'm like, you can't yeah. be talking about making Brogurt one week and then like going up against Drew McIntyre the next week because you know that intensity that Roman and Drew brought to their contract signing, like that is main event level, like tension you know and i i cannot see matt riddle up there like being jokey and goofy um and it it meshing well with drew mcintyre's style you know i mean drew mcintyre he's he's shown that he's super charming super charismatic i mean he can he can go back and forth but i just feel like matt Riddle is gonna have to have a a change of character to, to be a little bit more serious i mean they were talking about how they they wanted to change big e because he was like throwing pancakes and being too goofy and whatnot i'm like but you're gonna give riddle of a number one contenders spot you know what i mean so um i I don't know it's just a little bit offsetting because i liked his character before when he was just kind of like a chill cool bro and now he like he's like he's like freaking poly shore or something you know you gotta think too like just to break kayfabe break down the fourth wall if you will um he's on the main roster now and they're just going to amplify whatever whatever makes him his character they're just going to turn it up even more so like yeah it's like they simplify NXT. it and then they turn it turn it up yeah, yeah. So even that or they're just going to take a gimmick like akira tozawa was a freaking killer on 205 live like he would destroy people yeah. now he's a ninja exactly. on raw like and it's and yeah. it's you know it's yeah it, it is what it is you can't take him seriously now anymore but um but yeah, that's that's what they yeah, do. I think you kind of, I think you kind of nailed it, Marco. Like I haven't really heard anybody put it into words like that before. But yeah, they really do. Like they take the character from NXT, like they they dilute it down to one note. You know, they give it all the complexity, dilute it down to one note, and then turn that one note up to eleven. You know, so that's True. why. Exactly. And that's probably a big reason why a lot of the cash ins have, uh, or what, not the cash ins, the uh, call ups have uh, have fallen flat. You know, I mm-hmm. do think in ring, you know, once the bell rings, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre would be the best match out of the three of those. Yeah, it'd be it. Even though all three of those guys can, can definitely go in the ring. But I just, I'm a huge fan of Matt Riddle. The one saving grace he has is that um, you, we know Bruce Pritchard is in charge of creative right now in WWE. And um, back before he was re-signed working with the company on uh, the podcast with Conrad, he was on record of stating that he thinks that Matt Riddle has more potential than anybody in uh, WWE right now. Oh, so yeah. he, he does got a big fan backstage and, and that can go a long way towards helping you out. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how this goes. He, we definitely need a change of uh, character from what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. All right. Number two, this is the big one. You know, any other week, this would be number one, but a uh, huge match coming up. This is, this is a match that I think people would be willing to fork over 50 bucks to see on pay-per-view, but we're yeah. going to be getting it on free TV next Wednesday night. we got the AEW Winter is Coming edition of Dynamite in the main event. John Moxley defending the AEW Championship against Kenny Omega. What are you guys thinking about this match? First of all, can I just say, I, I marked out a little bit. Even though Game of Thrones let me down in their final season just a, just a smidge, I, I did mark out for the Game of Thrones branding. The winter the winter is coming, and you know you have... Uh, you know, Mox and Omega on the poster with like all the, you know, winter uh, Night King style uh, Walker graphics, which I, which I really loved. Um, This match is going to be epic. You know, we've only seen it like, I think one other time in uh, AEW so far at full gear. Right. And it was unsanctioned. It was unsanctioned. Kenny Omega is quick to point that out. Yes. John Moxley actually has not beaten Kenny Omega, but in the unsanctioned match. Yeah. 
Mox beat him. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I I think there is something's going to happen in this match because, again, like Seth said, like this is a match that you're going to pay $50 for, um, something that you're going to want to see on pay-per-view. So I think there's going to be some sort of hijinks. Yeah, I, I know agree. there's been some um, some like whisperings around that uh, Kenta might actually interfere in this match. Um Due, due to the fact that uh, John Moxley is the IWGP US title holder, this would give Kenta a chance to, they could co-promote with uh, New Japan. That would be beautiful. Yeah, they would co-promote with New Japan, have Kenta win the IWGP US title uh, so Mox could drop it because obviously with the world and the situation that we're in right now with COVID, like Mox is not going to go over to Japan because of like the quarantine regulations. He would have to miss too much time on dynamite. Um, and with his pregnant wife at home. And he's got a pregnant wife at home. Yeah. So when he would come back, he would have to, he would have to quarantine um, again, you know, be away from her. And Somebody everything. give Sheena the pencil. She's booking some gold right now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Especially if we can get Kenta versus Mox in an AEW ring. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. I mean, we've already seen AEW co-promote, you know, with NWA and everything. So I, I love the way that they're opening doors to other promotions and kind of giving them the rub. And I mean, who would not, I mean, if they could book for a pay-per-view so obviously put off put off moxley and omega and then like at the next pay-per-view we could get freaking mox and kenta you know and i think that would just be i don't think it'd be pay-per-view they have another supersized um dynamite ish uh, episode in january it's i think beach break is the name of it because wwe pulled back the trademark for bash at the beach did so they think, really yeah so i wow. think we got aw beach break i did see the beach break or beach blast um I want to say it's beach break though, going down in uh, January. So yeah, Mox versus Kenta, I'll definitely be watching. We were huge today with Tommy fans yeah. back in the day, so I'm sure that would be an outstanding match. The I, I kind of get the same vibe that one way or another, um, just the, the 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 way the build has gone with you know Mox getting knocked out last week and then Kenny getting jumped before he even gets a chance to get to the ring this week. I, I'm not sensing that this is going to be an epic you know one on one classic where we get a, a clean finish i you know my, my kayfabe sense is telling me that we're going to get some shenanigans one way or another on this match you know I, i'm hoping that it ends with mox leaving with the belt just because you know he's far and away my favorite wrestler in aew and uh I, i'm not the biggest kenny omega fan at least in kayfabe i respect his work but the the character that he's got right now i'm just i'm not a fan marco what uh what, what's your take on, on mox versus omega part two um definitely can't wait i'm a huge fan of kenny omega um um Slowly becoming more of a fan of John Moxley. Um, he's been uh, he's been <gasps> the, the the champion for a very long time. So uh, I think he might be longer champion than Jericho, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. Mox is the longest reigning champion in uh, AEW. Yeah, so he had to give him his got to give him his credit. Uh, he was rated number one uh, in Pro Wrestling Illustrated as the number one wrestler of this year. So he is he 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 has the accolades. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um, the Kenta angle I do love because um, the last time the New Japan um, and AEW kind of did a crossover, it was uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14, I believe. Um, and Jericho was there. Uh, I forget who he faced. Uh, I forget. Um, and John Moxley was there as well. They So they both appeared at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, it was a whole weekend. It yeah. was a weekend actually where Liger uh, retired. He had his two retired Fair matches. Well um, yeah, I'd love to see it. If we could get Okada over yeah. going up against some AEW guys, I'd love that. Yeah. Okada's probably my favorite yeah. well, international Mox, wrestler right well, now. Well, Mox has already come out and said that he's not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, I mean, obviously, it's, it's all up in the air regardless of whether yeah. he said he was going to be there or not. But he's he's already come out and said, like, he's not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. So I can only imagine a scenario where, I mean, they're not going to they're, they're have their U.S. title 
like tied up, you know, in exactly. a situation yeah. where, you know, if Mox can't travel, uh, that he can't. Yeah. You know. jo- Jonathan Good and not defending U.S. titles is starting to become like, you know, the most dynamic uh, duo of all time. Because, you know, Dean Ambrose had the the U.S. title in WWE for a, about a year. I think he had it for either almost a year time. or a year yeah. and change and only defended it like six times. And now it's the same thing with uh, New Japan as, as John Moxley. So <laughs> don't give this guy a U.S. title if you're looking to see it defended week in and week out. Exactly. John Cena, he is not. He is so. not going to do the open challenge. Yeah, no. it's pretty ironic how just for various reasons it's worked out um, that way twice in a row. All right, so uh, with that, we will move to... Our number one story of the week, and it is Happy Thanksgiving. So again, like we said at the start of the show, we just want to thank all the listeners. Um, Love, you know, we had a really awesome review come in today. Uh, that stuff means the world to us. You know, we never take it for granted. And we just, we really appreciate you guys taking an hour out of your week. We know there are just so many options out there. I mean, the options are endless. There's no niche that's too specific to find a podcast you like to listen to. So the fact that you know the amount of people every week that decide to listen to our show. Um, listen, it really means a lot. You know, we don't take it for granted and we take a lot of pride in being able to entertain you guys and inform you guys and just give you something to escape from the day-to-day grind and just zone out a little bit and listen to people who love wrestling just as much as you do. So thanks for that. Um, Sheen, you want to read that review? Yeah. So, yeah. So this review comes in, like I said, it's really awesome to get, you know, we got a five-star review and it's, it's from JD rock 34. So thank you, JD rock. He says a podcast, this, that is a must listen. I don't have a big commute. So while, uh, so when I listen to podcasts, it's during the time I run errands. So the podcast I already listened to, it's a lot, it's hard to choose after listening to this podcast for the last couple of months, I will yell on the mountaintops that this podcast is a must listen. It's full of great entertainment and you really feel like you're in the conversation of a few great wrestling fans and collectors this is definitely one of my favorites to listen to do yourself a favor and don't miss out you guys the, those reviews mean so much to us believe me i know like i listen to tons of podcasts and i probably only I subscribe left, to 74 yeah and i've only probably left reviews on like a handful of podcasts so i know it's just like not a natural thing but you can't understand how much it means to us like for the time that we put in and you know show up every week when we get those awesome reviews um and it really helps us spread the show helps people find us helps people you know, um, discover, discover the Chick-fil-A show. So, um, if you get the time, please, uh, just leave us a, a rating and a review. Uh, you don't have to, you know, leave us a couple words. We're going to start reading these things on the show whenever we get them in. So we really appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Cause again, I, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I totally get it. I don't, review all of them but um we're just asking for you guys to just you know take a take two minutes out of your day uh rate and review because it does help the show more than you than you know all right so that's enough with the sappy stuff let's get down to the grub (laughs) we love sappy stuff Uh, marco give us the rundown on on your thanksgiving spread you had um went a little basic this year uh since we didn't have a lot of people it wasn't elite yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't like a huge uh family gathering it wasn't um, an the, FTC level spread. It's okay. Yeah, no, yeah, we we had to go down to the uh, to the basic to the basic people, uh, sort of no defining sort of moments or mm-hmm. ultimate edition. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was basics. Um, but yeah, um, so just did the regular uh, for a side, just to, you know, uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, corn. Uh, what else? Oh, of course, cranberry sauce in the can. You got to oh in the man, can. Was, it was so good. Yeah. It was. Shaking it out here, so, that sound. I shook it. I opened oh, it, yeah. up, shook it, and heard just heard that that noise. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is great! It's the greatest <laughs> noise ever, um, the greatest you sound need ever." To get that on the soundboard. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. so here's here's the most important thing. I need to know. I've already talked to your wife via DMs. 
So I need to know your take on the Popeye's turkey that we recommended. For oh my God. All right. So yeah. So yeah. Popeye's turkey is, uh, I, I like, so, so preparing it, I was like, oh my, I just taking the plastic off and everything. I was like, oh my God. It was almost like opening like a, a figure. Like you, if you're an MOC collector, you're missing out because <laughs> you probably want to keep this Popeye's <laughs> turkey in, in the packaging. That's how good it in was. In the packaging. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, um, just unwrapping it and, and uh, then doing the, the, the Cajun butter injection too. I had a lot of fun doing that because uh, that's the key. Yeah. I was looking at I was looking at different videos and I got tips from you and stuff like that to see what other people did and how they injected and stuff like that. So I was like I was doing that. I was like, oh my god, this, this is the greatest thing ever. I should just have my wife do it because she was she was a phlebotomist before she became a lab technician. Well, so yeah, she, she's, good, she's good with the needle. Yeah, yeah she could have technically did that, but I I was like, you know, let me try it. Um, but yeah, so made made a ton of difference. I I literally put that butter in everything. I think I think I put it in the mashed potatoes. Yes. And they put it in the, put it in in the, the gravy. gravy. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. We had some yeah, like uh, Cajun seasoning. It ties the whole meal together. It yeah. is, yes. Yeah, so uh, my wife got some Cajun seasoning when she went shopping this past week. So I, I sprinkled that on like the on the, the corn and stuff like that. And, like So it made like a whole like a whole thing. It was, um, it was ter- a Cajun spread. Here, here's, the, here's the review from your wife. Oh, she yeah. wrote me uh, a DM and says, thank you for the Popeye's idea. I hate, in all capital letters, I hate yeah, turkey. Yeah, she does. But my God, but my God, that turkey was amazing. All the clapping emojis. So. <laughs> it, it is delicious. Like, I, what, what did, uh, did, what, what, did you just eat some of like the, like, did you, did you guys just cut it up or what, like what piece of the turkey did you eat, Marco? So I, I usually, I'm the dark meat guy. So I love, I love Same. We're, we're dark meat we're or dark something. Meat, yeah. But this was like juicy enough where I could eat the white meat. Like the, the white yeah, meat was good. Like it, that's, that's how yeah, good this turkey was. Like the say, whole, no. the whole turkey was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like there was no dry dryness. What I mean, obviously if you overcook it, you probably, you'll, you'll probably get the dry, but it was like, yeah. it was seasoned so well. I think like the, obviously the butter, Helped out and stuff like that too. It was like everything, every aspect of it was was moist, and it was. I know a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I, so. I ate the. Uh, <laughs> I had a drumstick today, but yeah, I'm already looking forward to like making some sandwiches oh, out yeah. of breasts and everything. It's just, oh, so yeah. good. it's excellent. It was, I think I think I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a plate right after we get done taping today. Yeah, our buddy Kenny. It's funny because our buddy Kenny Daniels, a uh, Foley fan member, he got the Popeyes turkey too, and I saw on his uh, Facebook today he was like, "Y'all need to get this turkey next year." <laughs> so told his told his followers, you know, y'all need to get on this turkey because it is so funny how many people like roll their eyes and they'll just be like, "What a fast food restaurant giving you a turkey?" But y'all don't understand. Oh, it yeah. is well, people think I'm playing when I tell them about it. They think yeah, I'm joking or they just think laughing. It's, they, I'm like, no, this is like a legit turkey that's got a ton of TLC put into it. Like Popeyes yes. didn't just like, you know, throwing their wrapper on a uh, on, on a turkey. On a butter Pope- ball. Yeah, yeah. Popeyes no. takes a lot of pride in their food. You know what I mean? Like the rest, you know, we all, that's the thing about Popeyes. Dude. You go to them, the customer service is always shit. Like it's always, you always, yeah. you never 100% confident they got your order right. Like, you know, it's always a mess, whoever's behind the counter, but the food is always on point. That's never the issue. They take a lot of pride in their stuff. And the same thing with these turkeys. They put a lot of TLC in it. It's getting the Popeye stamp on it. And it's the same quality you'd expect from some of their beautiful fried chicken. Yes. So. And I've known a lot of people that put a lot of love into their turkeys and like do all the things and spend all day, you know, brining them and, you know, putting butter under the skin and everything. And it cannot hold a candle nope. to the Popeye's turkey. You know no. what I mean? Like it just does not, it just does not compare. So I recommend you guys, it's too late this year. You might be able to call your local Popeye's if they have any leftover. Yeah, you, you, you could probably grab, grab one. one for Christmas. Yeah, you could sure grab one. totally sell out. You could grab 
grab one for Christmas, so call and see if they have any available. But if not, heed our advice and next year, like go to your local Popeyes. And it's so easy. I mean, that's another thing is like just the ease of preparation on, on Thanksgiving when literally you have so many other things that you need to do, like not having to worry about brining the turkey and doing all that kind of stuff is, is incredible. And I can tell you, We've had the at Turkey for 10 years. We've had several guests over, different people. We've, we've actually, you know, took them home to our families and all these things. And they all, like, I've never had anyone say that they didn't like the Popeye's turkey. Everyone loves the Popeye's turkey. That's no, great. Yeah. It's, yes. still, it's delicious. So what would you guys do for desserts, Marco? Uh, we had two different pies. So I had, I love pumpkin uh, oh, yeah, kind of pie. pie yeah yeah you know yeah we, we had this we had this conversation on. <laughs> the wife the wife went to work at two so yeah you know. um so yeah definitely yeah not that pie uh so we had um apple pie and we had uh sweet potato pie as the uh and, right, and cool whip not not uh not spray can cool whip not that you don't like thing but I like both. I like both. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any issue. I don't have any discrimination between uh, either Ready Whip or Cool Whip. Oh, Cool Whip is, did, the, uh, is my cool favorite. Whip. We went a little bit uh, lazy on the desserts this year. We just got some takeout from uh, Cheesecake Factory. Sheena, running down the slices we got. So we yeah we went to Marco's favorite um, you know FTC restaurant, uh, Cheesecake Factory. We got an Adam's peanut butter cup fudge ripple. We got a chocolate chip cookie dough. We got a pineapple upside down cake, and then we got a key lime. They had, I saw on their website, they had a peppermint bark, which I love all, like anything like peppermint flavored for holidays. Like I love it, Um, but it wasn't available until after Thanksgiving. So if you're a cheesecake fan, they are going to have their peppermint bark uh, cheesecake available to you after Thanksgiving. But I, I totally forgot, like literally I told you guys, I used to work at Cheesecake Factory, bartend, server, trainer, the whole thing. Um, I forgot how rich Cheesecake Factory cheesecakes are. Like I took One like two bites and you're good. I took like two bites and I was and I love sweet things. Like I can eat a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's, but I took two bites of that and I was like, holy moly! Like this is gonna hit my gut like a brick. So yeah, the cheesecake, uh, Cheesecake Factory cheesecake is is delicious. But man, you don't you don't need a lot of it. All right, so that's enough of the uh, food discussion. Let, let's go around the table now. We'll do a little spin on the classic family tradition. Let's say what we're most thankful for in the world of wrestling. So, Sheena, you go first. So, in the world of wrestling, if we're talking all aspects, um, I'm going to say I'm most thankful uh, for just like the just the wrestling community. Obviously, our Foley fam um, is amazing, and then just the wrestling community in general on our Instagram. Like, we have so many amazing people that we've been able to befriend and connect with. And honestly, like you know, the world was basically a, a dumpster fire this whole year and you know Seth was gone this whole year and being able to jump on there and it sounds so silly but being able to jump on social media and like you know talk to my my, my friends on social media and my wrestling buddies on social media um it was just such a helpful just so so helpful to help get through those like lonely times when you know he was deployed and we were isolated and we were confined and or locked down and all those things so um, I am more thankful this year than ever for the Instagram wrestling community. All right. Marco, how about you? Uh, probably the same. Uh, probably extend it to the, to, you know, like the Facebook group as well as like Twitter. Um, as far as like just being thankful for all the people out there that like, you know, like like you said, just the past year, just the past few months. Um, pretty crazy. Um, like you said, being locked in, locked in your house and. You know, obviously, your family yeah. is is 
they're going to be there for you, but obviously you want that connection my, with the mine. people. Yeah. <laughs> my family was gone. Yeah, it was gone. Um, yeah, but I mean, you want that, uh, want that connection with other people. So like, I think we talk about this like countless amounts of times. I think like we spoke to each other or or chatted with each other more than we oh, did yeah. with our actual friends during that whole whole time. Marco, like, Marco was well. You're my actual friend. I consider yeah, you my actual friend. I think we are actually. Friends, I think it dude. just. Jeez. I think you, <laughs> Marco. Marco shoots on the <laughs> show cast. People that you see in person will say. You local friends. Yeah. He. Uh, no, Marco. I, I will have to say, Marco checked in on me on countless times. Like he would just like he would just hit me up and just be like, "Hey, are you doing okay? I'm just checking in on you. I just want to make sure that everything's okay." Um, so yeah, you know, Seth, it's so, it's so funny that, you know, Marco and I are so, re- are, are, have the same kind of answer, but Seth missed that whole quarantine oh. period where everything was like legitimately like you were in your house, like locked down, like obviously other than essential workers. Well, but was I was just, on quarantine. Well, true. He, I was he, on a, a, you know, piece of floating steel. In the middle true. Of the but ocean, you would have so. been, you would have been on I that. I was in the artery. You know, I was like, Oh, people got to stay in one place all day long. Okay. <laughs> Sweet, welcome to my world. True. <laughs> but you would have, you would have been doing that regardless of the pandemic. Yeah, I'm or, just saying it was hard for me to, you know, start up the GoFundMe to help with you guys True. suffering on that. One. You and uh, <laughs> you and like guys in jail, they're like, Oh, you have to be stuck in one room for <laughs> countless months yeah, and years. Exactly. Oh, True. Cl- but, but I can't, I can't feel any sympathy for those guys because I was locked in my house with two little minions who needed me like every hour of every day. And I couldn't like take them anywhere or do anything or, you know, and to order groceries in. And we literally were like confined to the house. So yeah, Seth got getting to like sleep in his bed, you know, through the night and everything. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't feel too too bad for your for your quarantine situation. So you guys both had really great answers. Um, you know, kind of hater proof talking about you know how awesome the uh, the the online wrestling community is, and I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. But I, I'll go in a little bit lighter direction. I'll say I'm just thankful for the state of the wrestling figure game. You know, as a little segue to our next segment. Very but, true. Yeah. You know, we yes. we got back into rest, collecting wrestling figures hardcore at the end of 2014. At the time. Mattel was really the only game in town. That was it. And obviously we love Mattel and everything that they crank out. But, um, you know, variety is the spice of life. And now we have Mattel. We have Funko. We have Super 7. We got mm-hmm. Jazzwares. Um, we got Mass Republic. We got, you know, we're going to talk about the next segment. We got Chella uh, cranking out toys. Eagle Moss. Um, Eagle Moss. Yeah, there's just so many options to get these awesome figures for whatever you like to collect. If you like to play with these things and do, you know, figtography or if you're an MOC collector or if, um, you know, you're looking to get these things to go get signed, just the opportunities are endless. And I just love the amount of options that we have, um, for wrestling figure collecting. And yeah. I think it's only going to get better, um, going forward. Cause the one good benefit of the quarantine is people have had a little bit of free time to dive a little bit deeper into their hobbies. And I think it's definitely helped out, um, collectibles and stuff like this. For sure. Good answer. All right, so with that, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Reminder, use code Chick Foley for all your orders there for 10% off. Marco, take us away with figure news. Oh, yeah. Our favorite time. So, um, a lot of fun stuff happened while we were where we were gone. So, um, we got a lot of uh, new stuff 
in from ringside collectibles collectibles oh, yeah. i can't even talk collectibles so many bears um we spoke about this at the beginning of the show uh, I'm we had the black- whiskey tonight, so this show might end up going off the rails <laughs> exactly yeah, definitely um but yeah you have the black friday sale uh which started uh yesterday at 7 p.m uh, a lot of great deals on there i think like the biggest one that i've seen that i had to grab because I, I didn't grab it before was the eo shirai um but it was like oh, yeah. 14 oh yeah that was a good deal it was like 14 bucks right i was like yeah pretty insane so yeah eo shirai for 14.99 so just just this take is, that uh, this sale is so massive this is the perfect time to if there was any figure that you were on the fence about getting now's the time to pull the trigger because you're not going to get a better price on these things and yeah. you get free shipping if you spend enough like just a perfect time mm-hmm. yeah and it's a lot of the recent uh uh lead series too that are that are on sale as well so definitely uh definitely take yeah, a look see you go through it um the other great thing that uh, everyone's been waiting for is the uh, Blood Brothers uh, two pack is back in stock. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I think a lot of there was a lot of naysayers on that when it first popped up. They're like, "Oh, this is obviously like the height difference and all this type of stuff," and like it it it, it proved that it was like the biggest. I think it was like it sold out like super fast. Um, it's it, dude, it, it's, it's a beautiful insane. set. It looks awesome it in looks person. Amazing. I'll admit, I, I was one of those naysayers. You know, when I saw it, I was like, "Eh, it's cool," but. I don't know if it's something I need, but the the blood, like the like the paint on the blood stuff, it looks it just looks you know really stunning in person. The yeah. packaging looks awesome. Um, it's got there's actually some texture to it for like you know the blood drops or whatever. Yeah, I think this would be the absolute perfect set to get signed. You know, I'm yes. I'm not a big autograph hound, but you know I know for our friend our friends Jeff and Scott over at Fully Posable, they're big on the autographs. This would be such a cool piece to get signed by Cody and Dustin for your collection. Yeah. And I was actually going to bring up uh, Jeff and Scott cause they, they talked about like the, the blood and everything. And they're like, they're, they were big fans of this set. And I just thought like, they're like, yeah, I love how, you know, Mattel hasn't pulled the trigger yet on just going for like, you know, blood splatter, like, you know, special editions or anything like that. Um, but I love how AEW is just kind of like pushing the boundaries because I mean, let's be real. That, that match was very, very, very bloody. It won you match know? of the year yeah. for, uh, Illustrated. Yeah, so I mean, it was very bloody. So it, you'd be remiss not to to make that set and to make those figures without without the blood. Um, and it was an online exclusive. So like you know, they were talking about how you know you don't have to worry about kids seeing this in stores because it was an online exclusive. You know, so they like AEW and Jazzwares and everything. They kind of have that flexibility where they can just have a ringside exclusive or you know a different exclusive um, where it doesn't have to be on pegs if it's all bloody and everything. So I I love it. I thought it was awesome and very you know, cool set. Yeah, for the naysayers, I think you. you you need to take a second look. Yeah, definitely. Um, you have the uh, obviously the WrestleMania 37 elites are all in stock right now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely pick those up. There, I think uh, that uh, the China figure is stunning. We got the China in hand. I'll talk about it in the purchases, but that China figure looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, yeah, it's uh, I actually picked up the the whole set, so that's that's on its way. I actually got the notification. I think yesterday for that so can't nice. wait to get my hands on those yeah. well, i mean you gotta have paul you know what i mean so like you gotta you had to have that and he's a two for one because that paul can go with legion of doom or uh aop very true true yeah. true um and you get rocco you get a micro figure yeah rocco's you know he's been at the top of everybody's wish list for years now we're finally getting uh <laughs> yeah finally getting him that's all i really wanted was rocco so i should have just ordered the china i know I just get Rocco. That's pretty much it. But I mean, you know, I, the thing I love is that if we're opening up the door to Rocco, that means that we are one step closer to the Gooker. Ringside actually posted a picture of the Gooker today, like with the 24-7 title. So I'm like, dude. I think like, it's closer than ever. Yeah, you know, Mattel's got to yes. be hearing. 
the uh, the demand for it. And they've already built it. You know what I mean? So the figure already exists. They've already done it. Just reproduce and make it a ringside exclusive if yes. you got to. Like, sell it for 40 bucks. I guarantee you, if you know, Steve, Steve Ozer or, you know, Big Shot Bill, if you're out there listening, dude, I guarantee you that figure will sell out. I have zero doubt about it that, yes. that it will sell out. There's like 40 comments under here. And it's like, we better get this figure. When we get in this figure, release the gooker. You know, give us this figure. Yeah. Like, I need this. Like, it was such a good job they did on it, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're just teasing us that they made this gooker that's just picture perfect. It's beautiful. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's awesome. But the fact that, you know, he's now a champion in WWE, like, yeah, I, I really do feel like we're closer <laughs> than ever to it happening. Make it an elite two-pack. Throw our truth in there with it. Like, our truth gobbledygooker, <laughs> 24-7. Yeah, with the 24-7 title. Um, if you guys saw, she, Sheena posted the picture today. I want to see... I, I want to see a two pack with Mean Gene and include the egg. You know, Viking Hall to- at Viking Hall Toys, one of our uh, premium Foley fam uh, members. He posted the picture today. Like we need, we need the egg and we need Mean Gene there, and yes. it'll be excellent. You know, that'd be pretty yes. awesome. You could even do, uh, you know, you could do in the box. You could have Mean Gene tripping like how he did when he tried to dance with the Gooker. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Um, speaking of the Gooker, uh, if you've watched, uh, you've probably seen the clip floating around on social media. So on main event. Um, they did the uh, the Miz TV with uh, Retribution and uh, yeah, main event was weird this week. Man. Yeah, it was. It was I haven't watched. So it so main event was good. So if you definitely watch the Ricochet and Jeff Hardy match. Um, yeah, we had Ricochet and Jeff Hardy. Which if you told me like three years ago, Ricochet and Jeff Hardy are going to fight, I'm like, okay, sweet. Which that's going to be at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. But no, we get it on main event. <laughs> it was awesome. and a Miz TV segment on main event um, so yeah maybe they're gonna start putting some more effort into the in the main event which would be cool yeah be awesome and uh yeah so uh uh gobbledygooker uh ran into retribution i'll just cut it short and oh, it, was, it was bad they uh they took him out they took out the they took out the gooker so uh as if they couldn't be any more any yeah more, if you uh, want to be the pub. biggest heels in the freaking company you yeah. take out the gooker. I, was, I was very i was up i was upset about it. i was like what the hell he's he was just mind his own business he's an, in, he's an innocent turkey yeah the Leave hell? him alone. He just he he, he just celebrated his thirty year on Sunday as well. Yeah. I mean, Leave Gooker alone. Do you remember the <laughs> leave, leave Britney alone guy? <laughs> leave, leave Britney alone. Kid. Leave Gooker alone. <laughs> leave him alone. Oh man. Um, <laughs> uh, so the uh, just this isn't on the notes, but uh, the Liger, uh, Jushin Liger, still in stock. The uh, the the silver chested Liger, as well as the uh, black and gold Liger too. So definitely. Uh, Take advantage of that while they're there. They're definitely going to disappear at some point. Um, oh, yeah. Like a lot of the Storm collectible figures disappear uh, rather fast. So definitely jump on that as soon as you can. Um, we'll jump into other news. So uh, there's some news from uh, – I, I get my news from our wrestling figure news source. Uh, he's actually really cool. I, we, we actually chat on our Twitter. We go back and forth and stuff like that. He loves the show. He loves everything we do Aww, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, so yeah, I, I told him I was like, yeah, I use your news for uh, for our segment sometimes because he comes up with some stuff. Obviously, some of the stuff is from Action Action Figure Attack as well, uh, but for the most part, um, they're always posting stuff. So they're talking about more doing more of the vehicles for the WWE mm-hmm. vehicle. So uh, they're saying uh, there's a possibility they are selling. They are selling well for Mattel right now. So like the ambulance, and I think they have that Corvette to a Braun Strowman. Um, I'm still yeah. waiting for uh, still waiting for the slambulance to go on sale. I, I I can't pull the trigger on it at forty bucks. If that thing, if I can get it on sale for like twenty five bucks or something, though, I'm getting that slambulance. Well, that Target awesome. had that twenty five percent off any one toy. Man, yeah. should have just uh, 
Where were you at? You know, I've been I told, telling you I, I po- wasn't slamming Listen, I posted about that in the group. You're in the group. You know what I mean? So, like, follow the post, bro. Um, d- d- yeah, no, definitely, definitely interested in that. DX tank. I wouldn't mind seeing that as, Ooh, a, as a vehicle coming yeah. out. I think that would sell like crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, like, that's the next question. So, they, they have here, nothing has been confirmed, but there are so many potential options they'd be interested oh, in doing. Yeah. So, what do you guys... Like so, since the options are open and they are going to create I, more vehicles, what are you guys looking? I mean, we'd be seeing? remiss not to uh, do Undertaker thirty, have an Undertaker thirty hearse. You know yeah, what I mean? The hearse from Ooh. SummerSlam '92 okay. or yeah. WrestleMania Nine would be cool. The uh, DX tank, I think, would sell great. Yes, you know, especially um, if you get, you know, we haven't had a basic China yet. Let's get a basic China with the mm-hmm. DX tank. I think that would sell. Um, Marco, you remember like late 97, early 98 when Stone Cold had that pickup he'd roll in? It was a black. I don't know if it was an F-150 or like a Chevy Z71, but it was decked out in like Stone Cold, uh, like, you know, vinyl graphics and yep, stuff yep. like that could be pretty, that could be pretty cool. Stone Cold's pickup. You know, I, I don't think the beer truck's going to be an option. Obviously, that'd be incredible. I mean, we got a milk truck. Why wouldn't we get a beer truck? Well, I guess just because, beer. you know, you can't yeah. promote beer to, beer to kids. Beer true. Yeah. yeah. You could do Stone Cold and the Zamboni, though. You yeah. got the Zamboni. I think the four wheeler would be awesome. I'd like the four wheeler just because it wouldn't be gigantic. You know, yeah. it'd be easy to store. Because again, we talked about it. that's kind of the biggest limiter on our collection right now is uh, just space. But yeah, four wheeler for Stone Cold would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not trying to look, uh, open a parking lot in the uh, the Mark case. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know one vehicle that they would probably make right away would probably be Becky Lynch in the uh, that like giant monster, monster truck. truck. Yeah, the yeah. Becky Lynch monster, the man monster truck. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a definite. Remember, you got the uh, you could have the Hogan and the Giant monster trucks from Halloween Havoc '95. Remember that when uh, Hulk Hogan threw the Giant off the roof? <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, came back to life miraculously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it came back to win the world championship. I feel like, like I feel like we just later. need uh, just a generic white limo. I mean, does everybody like that? Like you? Well, don't we need the, bl- to- the black limo black for the limo. NWO. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That's still to me one of like the best entrances ever. It was. Uh, it was a WCW episode in 98 where basically the camera, it was like a freaking uh, Mar- uh, Marty Scorsese shot. Like the camera picked up, the, the NWO music started playing and the camera picked up the limo pulling up backstage and basically followed like, you know, all 20 members from the limo all the way out to the ring. And it was when Rodman was with him and everything. And it was just freaking awesome. So I think an NWO limo would be cool. Um, this is not Mattel, but I'm still waiting for Sue's fan. Yes. Um, yes. We, do, we need Sue's van. Yeah. Jazz wears. If you're listening, washable graffiti, yes. breakable windows, all that, that would be awesome. All the things. Yeah. We need a Sue's van playset. Yeah, definitely. The, the iconic black town car too, that has to be made at some point. Every, everyone <laughs> yeah. had a black town car back in the, uh, the yes. attitude era for some yeah, reason. Always. And the stooge is hopping out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? You always got to have uh, you got to have the door opening and you see just the feet come out and then it goes to a commercial. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should just get, yeah, you should just get some prop feet with like dress shoes on, you know, yeah. <laughs> that you could just like take figure photography. Like It's just like a loose set of feet. You know? <laughs> Who's in that? Who's in that car? We'll come back from commercial. <laughs> right too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, this, is, this is actually pretty cool. I seen this earlier on Twitter. So Nick Aldis, you know, he had that. Uh, Kind of like a retro figure that he has. Yeah, it's like Hasbro style. Uh Yeah, he's doing like a bundle. Uh, It's a limited edition bundle. It's like fifty bucks. I saw that. Um, He's only going to be a hundred of these. Yeah, you get a you get a pin. Um, you get a eight by ten signed by him as well as the figure. Um, in in the original packaging and stuff like that. Did you see the? uh, Did you see a picture of the figure on card market? Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks great, man. They did, it, you know, it's it's a it's definitely like a Hasbro style card, just you know, reimagined a little bit, but. 
I was impressed. You know, Nick Aldis, obviously, he's not the most exciting guy for a, um, you know, for a figure, but but it looks great. They did a great job on it. If the price tag wasn't quite so high, I would definitely add it to the collection. But you know, no offense to Nick Aldis, I'm not trying to drop fifty bucks for a Nick Aldis figure. Yeah, true. Is that the price? Is that the price for it? Fifty dollars? I think it's available a little bit cheaper in some other places. I've actually kind of been meaning to to look into it, but I know originally the. The site in the UK that was selling it, yeah, it was going for fifty bucks. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a bundle going on. It's like an eight by ten that's signed by him, and then like a, a enamel pin, um, yeah. as well. See, as if a- I get it, I'm I'm busting that thing open loose and just having it for you know display or whatever. And I I can't quite pull the trigger, but great job and and for a first time out for Cella, um, I think they executed really well. Did you see that Cella's making a uh, a Hasbro style blue mini next? Yeah, yeah, that yeah we see yeah they uh, and, and his um podcast co host is actually getting one as well so it's like blue beanie and i forget uh, his co-host name but yeah he's actually I, I don't really know how the co-host ended up getting in there but you know it's pretty cool it's definitely cool to get a blue meanie because he's one of the most underrepresented guys in wrestling figures and i'd be stoked if i was like his co-host and i was like what i'm getting it i'm getting a freaking figure that's all. and they're actually in <laughs> scale with the retros too yeah uh, so yeah. i'll put him in uh put nick aldis next i think it was a Shawn michaels um one yet yeah, it's it's right there um so this is this is one that's been everyone's been like talking about. Obviously, Zelina Vega, she's not with the company anymore. Um, that's gonna suck. If so, so it looks like they are working on saving uh, the figure, the collector's edition figure for Zelina yeah. Vega. Uh, Zelina Vega. So uh, there's no confirmation yet, but they are trying to to keep it going. So do we know what the collector's edition from for Elite eighty three is yet? Because I can't even probably keep them straight yet. Do, or no, Elite eighty three is Michael Hayes, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they can get her for Elite 84, the collector's edition. Maybe that'll be soon enough to get her out, but we de- we definitely need her. The battle pack figure, it was good enough for a placeholder, but we definitely need a better version of Zelina cuz mm-hmm. she was she was definitely, you know, always entertaining in her her uh, you know, 3 years she was there with the company. Yeah, like it did it did, it did happen with uh um Zack Ryder and and um Brian Myers or Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, so the figures came out after albeit it was with the the Edge, the Edge heads Thing, but yeah, we've seen it. It's been a couple times where people have been able to sneak one out after they've gotten released. So hopefully, Zelina can get in there because I'd love to see her get another figure. Well, wasn't it for a while there? There was like it was like that. It was like the figures always came out after the release. Wasn't there like a big cast and Enzo set that came out after after they got so their released? pops came out right around the time they got released, but uh, but no, because Enzo was supposed to have a retro. That's that was like the one thing that that you know. Enzo is like the, uh, the the rhythm and blues Greg Valentine of the retro sets. Like the figure was made and stuff, but it never came out. Yeah, so. that's right. Um, so last but not least, uh, WWE Royal Rumble elites uh, looking like they they look like they're going to hit shelves in uh, January twenty twenty one. And obviously, that set is Ultimate Warrior, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, U Manga, and uh, Titus O'Neil. So. Yeah. Can't wait for that. That's actually, actually yeah. a pretty sweet set. Yeah, those are going to be awesome. I think I'm adding all of those, except maybe the Ultimate Warrior, just because it's uh, it's it's the Warrior from what Royal Rumble '89, right? Yeah, with the yellow uh, IC yeah, title. Pretty pretty plain Warrior. The yellow IC title's cool, but she, you know, if you guys don't know, Sheena's like an expert custom belt maker, and yes, so yes. we've had we've had the yellow uh, IC title for a while, but it's good to finally get that belt. But yeah, I think. That's really the one of the Warriors more plain attires we've got in figure form, and I, I don't really got a, any kind of emotional connection to '89 Royal Rumble Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. So, but other three I'll definitely be getting. We're getting Stone Cold with the gold knee braces, which is very cool, and then Umaga. Titus O'Neil. World finally, finally getting an elite, finally. man. I think he's 
we'd have to go crunch the numbers on it, but he may be like the longest wait for an elite figure because he's been with WWE damn near the entire time they've been with Mattel. Yes. Yeah. He's just now getting a freaking elite. It's pretty wild. He was supposed to be in the NXT line, and obviously that uh, that line came to an end. And they uh, had a pretty good tag team run. What, what was his freaking tag prime team? Primetime players. Primetime players, players. yeah. Bickin like, you know, bickin bickin yeah. Moves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they had a pretty good little run there, so I was shocked that he's he's still never had. An Definitely elite. be getting Titus, and then Umaga probably probably be getting him. I want to see what he looks like. We already ha- we have the Umaga from Elite Forty, which was awesome in the black tights. So I don't know if I necessarily need one in red tights too, but it looked like the face scan is a little bit up, uh, upgraded and stuff. Yeah. Umaga's the, very toyetic. He's got swallow fans. Yeah, Umaga's yeah. awesome, and you know, rest in peace. Obviously, we missed him. I think Umaga could have been a legend if he would have, uh, you know. Being able to, uh, you know, stay with us a little bit longer. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's it for uh, for figure news. What did you have for uh, weekly purchases, Marco? So we already spoke about this earlier. So the uh, the Blood Brothers two pack, I uh, definitely recommend getting. Obviously, it's a ringside exclusive. Uh, when you do order it, obviously use code Chick Foley for ten percent off when you do. Um, definitely won't be disappointed. It's. They're 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 two for two right now with uh, ex- with exclusives for uh for Jazzwares. The first being the uh the little bit of the bubbly Chris Jericho. The bubbly, yeah, yeah. This- oh, side note, we finally Marco. Thanks again for that. We yes. during Survivor Series, we down not one but both bottles, oh, two bottles. Oh, we got we got turned up on Survivor Series. Yeah, tonight. it had us feeling right. Oh my so, god! Suffice to say, you know. Uh, Broken Skull Sessions came on right after Survivor Series. I, I didn't make it through, man. <laughs> oh Between the Broken Skull IPA, <laughs> the Mamba, Mamba mentality. mentality, and the two bottles of the uh, little bit of the bubbly, I got through about 20 minutes of uh, The Undertaker. And you had, a, you had a Broken Skull, too, I think. That's what I was saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were seeing a Broken Skull IPA all day. Yeah. You had the, uh, the Steve Austin, Chris Jericho two-on-one handicap. Oh, yeah. And, and Kobe. Yeah, and Kobe with your Kobe in, in there. The three-pointer from downtown me off. Yeah, it was it was good. Again, I don't have like a super refined palate for champagne. I've had really good champagne and I've had like, you know, just regular old grocery store champagne, Um, you know, and to me, like you make a mimosa, it's all the same. But this was really good. It was really smooth. I, I enjoyed the a little so, bit of the bubble. I'll say this. This is how I know it was good. So, yeah, tasting it, you know, I couldn't really tell a whole lot of difference between it and Corbell, you know, just off the shelf from the grocery store. But anytime I've ever gotten drunk off Corbell, I've always had a, a splitting headache. headache the yes. next morning. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, took all those drinks to freaking pound town, dude. But I was up at 5 a.m. and made it to work by 6 the next morning. Yep. And, you know, was just, you know killing it at work the next day too so me too so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a lightweight a little bit of the bubbly yeah i'm a lightweight and it didn't give me a headache and, is it know. uh marco you know off the top of your head is it still available for purchase or is it is it gone now i haven't i haven't checked i actually i ordered myself a couple bottles i actually got them in because birthday's at the end of the year so um new year's eve you gotta you gotta celebrate with a little bit of the bubbly so um but i haven't checked oh, recently because yeah. i was gonna buy a couple more bottles but I'll actually well, check. It's a great idea for a uh, for a Christmas gift present for, for sure. any of the wrestling fans oh, yeah. in your life if you got there. So, yeah, yeah we, we, we definitely enjoyed it. And thanks again for that, Marco. So sorry to interrupt you. Go on with your uh, your weekly purchases. Yeah, man. no problem. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, definitely that, the two-pack. Definitely get that. It's it's a must-have, I, I'd say. Definitely. I mean, it could be it could be in the uh, top 10 figures of the year or top 20 or whatever you want to have um, numbered. It's, it's definitely in there. Um the second thing I got was the I actually got the Undertaker gift set from the WWE Legend Shop. Um, oh, nice! That came in too. A lot, of, a lot of cool stuff in there. It has so there's a lot of uh, old school Undertaker accessories. So you get the you can actually put on the mask that he wore, 
when he had that like yeah. disfigurement. Uh, so yeah, that mask actually gets like a rubber like type of uh, latex mask that you can throw on there. Uh, comes with two the, his uh, his gray gloves, his Undertaker gloves as well. Um, oh, that's awesome! And it has the uh, his tie, like his big Undertaker uh, gray tie, which you could probably wear with an actual suit if you want, because it's it's a legit like size of a tie. So I that would she, be so made. She might rock you that. Actually, you actually like rock, <laughs> rock that with the suit. I have to. Um, also comes with the uh, the thirty year anniversary T shirt uh, poster. And uh, oh, it comes with like kind of like those like micro brawlers. I forget what, what they call yeah. them. One yeah, Undertaker and a Paul Bearer. So you get nice. So you get both. So yeah, so that, that was a pretty cool surprise. I got that. Um, it's supposed to be delivered tomorrow. It actually came like a few days earlier, so that was pretty awesome. Um, but other than that, uh, nothing. So waiting on my other ringside orders to to pop up. Can't wait for the uh, WrestleMania uh, thirty seven line to show up. So. That's all I have. Yeah, so we we went heavy this week. So starting off, so Sunday, like I said, our, our friend Jordan Wells, he's at Midwest ATL Falc F A L C on Instagram and Twitter. You know, he's he's been our friend for a long time. He came out and spent the weekend with us for for my birthday. And uh, one thing he wanted to do, you know, he know, he knows I'm known for my epic figure hunts. And if you guys uh, keep up with him in the Facebook group, he's always crushing it on. Uh, on the figure hunts. He wanted to go out Sunday and do some fig hunting. And of course, uh, I struck again, you know, the first Walmart we went to, you guys remember last time I, I, I made a dedicated day for figure hunting. I found that case fresh shipper, you know, was totally sealed up. Um, today, uh, or this past Sunday we went, I found not one, but two cases of the brand new, yeah. uh, master of the universe series four. That's a set with Jake, Jake, the snake, Mr. T Seth Rollins and the fiend. Um, so I found both sets. I found one set I, uh, on the pallet. As soon as we walked up, I see there was a whole pallet of uh, toys and I see, you know, WWE Mattel. So I'm like, shit, let me grab this. So walk down, I, I, I grab it off the case, walk down out a little bit, tear into it and bam, Motu Series 4. Jordan's a big collector of that whole set. So he took those first four. I was like, all right, let me go back and see what else they got. So I'm poking around. I don't see anything at first. You know, I walk all the way around the pallet. Then I get to looking deep and right buried in the middle. It was like at the bottom in the, uh, you know, in the middle of the stack was uh, another set you know of uh wwe masters of the universe and i can't get this thing you know i'm 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 not the biggest guy in the world i'm i'm 5'8 170 so i'm like shit dude how am i gonna get this out of here jordan's huge though jordan's like well, how, how tall you say jordan is probably like six two six, six three yeah Damn. yeah he's yeah. a big guy he's he's a heavyweight uh so he, i'm like hey dude are you good at jenga like how are we gonna get this thing out of here he was like watch this swaggy he, he still calls me swaggy p that was my nickname from a long time yeah. ago and he still calls me that so he uh he goes and basically lifts up the entire pallet, you know, ab- above the bottom row and lets me slide this box out. We ended up getting scolded by a lady at, uh, <laughs> at Walmart and running up to us and said, if you guys need something, let us know. You know, I guess she thought we was going to hurt ourselves. I'm like, all right, lady, we're good. Sure enough, another case fresh set of uh, Motu Series 4. We ended up distributing those to the uh, the Patreon group. I kept the fiend. We're giving the fiend to the baby face. Our son, for whatever reason, he is... Uh, a big fiend fan. Obsessed with the fiend. Yeah, and, his. And uh, it, it's kind of. I'm. I'm kind of ashamed to say this. His all time. His favorite match is the fiend and Goldberg yes. from uh, Goldberg Super fiend. Showdown last year. Goldberg you know, fiend. the match that had the smarks going up in uh, flames because he loves Goldberg. You know, yes. uh, he's he's like Goldberg since he was a really really little guy. Just I think it's the intensity and the pyro. Like it. It just really kind of conveyed even for a uh, a little kid like that and that's why i say you know people that hate on goldberg like no goldberg is a star you know this oh, little yeah. kid 
who'd never seen wrestling before immediately sees Goldberg and latches on to him. Like when Goldberg comes out, like my son is, you know, doing the Goldberg chant and everything he's into <laughs> it. So yeah, he's always wanting to watch Goldberg fiend. So we kept the fiend for a Christmas gift for him. Um, so that was fun. Um, and now to like my online get. So we got, I, I scored a Chris Jericho retro. I shared it in the Facebook group. I got lucky just trolling eBay. You guys use eBay safe searches because you never know what you're going to find. Some people out there aren't super experienced and they have poor listings that a lot of people just don't see. I was able to get a the Chris Jericho retro figure for three twenty five plus shipping. So I think it ended up coming up like $8 total. Wow. I got an awesome figure and was, you know, another step closer to completing my, my retro Hasbro collection. Um, awesome. We mentioned we got the complete set of Elite 82. Really, really, you know, it's a cool set. Gronk's obviously the, the most interesting figure in that just because it's crazy that we got a freaking Rob Gronkowski figure yeah. in the WWE Elite line. Um, we got the WrestleMania Elites. We're looking forward to busting those open over the weekend. The Blood and Gut set, which we've already talked a lot about. We got the new Justin Liger exclusive. Really cool figure. You know, I hope Storm Collectibles um, gives us somebody else new. They've given us Hulk Hogan and they're giving us Jushin Liger. Hopefully they can go find somebody else that Mattel is just not able to get the license to and get some more excellent figures cranked out. Um, we finally made the Chick Foley custom. So we talked about a couple weeks ago that the decade of domination, Natalia, people were seeing more of Sheena in that than yeah. Natty. So we took uh, we took the head sculpt off of that, put it on the basic 103 Becky Lynch, and we got a custom sleeveless Cactus Jack shirt from Eminem Figure Clothing and the flannel shirt from Battle Pack 38 Brie Bella. Put it all together, and now Sheena has her very own Mattel figure. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, you guys were so sweet in the comments. Like all the people who follow on Instagram, they're like, I'd buy it. <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah. totally buy a Chick-fil-A figure. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to finally have my own, my Pretty own cool. custom figure. Um, we tried to make it work with some Bret Hart glasses on there to really complete the look, but the, the they're all just too big. You know, they yeah. don't work. So, I don't know. Maybe down the road we'll hit up somebody who's good at uh, and making the custom accessories to hook up something else to really finish it off. But it looks great as is. Um, also, speaking of customs, our buddy Alex Pierce, who we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, he hooked us up with the Brian Pillman Hollywood Blondes custom. So, we got another stunning Steve Austin. Basically, just took the trunks from it. And then put it on the Elite 47 Brian Pillman. Um, that Pillman figure already came with a not not an exact uh, match to the Steve Austin vest from Elite 81, but it's pretty close match to the Elite 81 uh, Hollywood Blondes Austin vest. So we now have the Hollywood Blondes in our set. You know, I just you never know if Mattel's gonna be able to get these guys out or not. So um, really happy to go ahead and get that. And then we got the Macho Man pop. So I think a lot of people had issues with this. You know. Uh, it was about a week and a half ago on WWE Shop. It went up the listing for the Diamond Edition uh, Macho Man Pop. So you guys know the Diamond Edition Pops got like the glitter and stuff on them. They just, you know, pardon the pun, but they really pop. So everybody was excited to get that. But it looks like everybody that ordered them from WWE Shop got the regular version with just the flat paint, which is still a cool pop, but yeah. it's not the special edition that you're looking for. Um, WWE Shop, they list so much merch. If you ever look, it's just a ridiculous amount of stuff that they have on there. So I'm definitely not, you know, coming off the top rope on them for making a mistake, but this is something that's happened a few times before with them. Um, the funny thing is we actually got two of them. So we still kind of got more than we bargained for with these pops, but it definitely wasn't the one we were looking for. Luckily GameStop threw up a listing last night. Sheena was on it. At, what time did you get that? Like two, two o'clock like in the morning? Two, two in the morning. Yeah. yeah two 30 in the morning. Yeah. Sheena hooked it up and got it. Or so hopefully GameStop gets the right one. Um, Back in 2018, when the um, the Epic Moments Hardy Boy set was dropping, it popped up on WWE Shop. 
we ended up ordering it and we got that that weird WWE shop exclusive set instead that was in like the original Elite box. Yeah. And then somehow once we filed for return, we got like two or three sets of the epic moment. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> WWE shop, yeah. yeah. They're just those guys, you know, I picture WWE shop with like the Scrooge McDuck style, just swimming pool of like cash <laughs> from all the sales that they make every single they're day. They're just throwing so they don't sure. even give a shit. Like if you ask for a return, they're gonna send you like three of whatever you asked for and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, half the time they'll be like, like, do I need to send this back? They're like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll just send you what you ordered for. Like they don't even care. Like they're just bringing in the dough by the fistful. So that's one thing I'll say about them. They can be a little bit sloppy at times, but they always make it right and they usually go above and beyond for mm-hmm. you. So True. so that was it. So yeah, it was definitely a heavy week for us. Um, and tomorrow, we're you know, looking forward to digging into some online Black Friday sales uh, to, to make the weekly purchases epic for next week also. Awesome. All right. So that wraps up. Here comes the figures. Or excuse me. Go figure. <laughs> it's, it told you guys we're drinking the whiskey and we're getting the hard <laughs> stuff tonight. So it's getting a little tipsy. So we're too deep to uh, do any rewind. We, were, so, we yeah. were drinking during Thanksgiving dinner, too. So yeah. it's, been a, it's been a long day. <laughs> All right. It's time for quarantine and chill. El Idolo. All right, Quarantine is Chill is where we give you guys a recommendation for something to watch outside the ring to help pass the time while everybody's cooped up inside. So, uh, Sheena, you want to go first? Yes. So, um, I failed you guys last week. Obviously, I didn't fail you guys because I I said you should listen to the Young Bucks or read the Young Bucks uh, new book. But um, knowing that we were coming up on Thanksgiving week, um, I wanted to share something that is off the beaten path. It is not a wrestling-related listening op- option it's a podcast this american life obviously like the original podcast yep. but every year they do their what's called the po- poultry slam and not they, the poetry slam the poultry slam <laughs> poultry as in like fowl as in like birds right so they do poultry slam so back in 2011 so it says we bring we bring you the sort of annual holiday tradition the poultry slam stories of what happens when humans and fowl collide including the tale of one notorious turkey who unleashed a long reign of terror on an unsuspecting neighborhood so this was in 2000 11. So if you ever listen to this American life, you know, they, they kind of like break their episodes up into acts. So if you go to act two, it's called murder most foul. I'll link this in the stories tomorrow. I'll link this actual episode from, um, from Apple iTunes. So you can go and like, you know, swipe up and listen, but it's called murder most foul. And it's about a Turkey named Tom who unleashes, you know, chaos on this whole neighborhood. And, you know, he actually has a family and like all this crazy stuff. It is like one of the most entertaining stories. And I feel like it's so it's crazy. Appropriate. Yes. It's, it's one of those stories that like stuck with me for so long. I mean, how long ago did we listen to this? Seth? Yeah, it, it was nine years ago when we listened to that. Yeah. It was 2011. It was it 2011? It okay. So yeah, we listened to it when it first came out. So 2011, when we listened we to kinda this. We kind of had a, like, you know, informal holiday tradition to listen to it, like in the morning every Thanksgiving. But yeah, it's basically like, yeah, this wild turkey in this town up in Massachusetts that just rained terror for years. And then, you know, it just talks about it. It's basically like if, if Scarface was a turkey, like yeah. that's how badass this turkey was. Yeah. And it's, and the, you know, the way that, you know, they tell the story. So the, the Sam Bungie or Bungie, I don't know how you say his name, the way he tells the story is just like the way the, this American life people do their podcast. Like it's just so engaging and like, it just captivates you. So listen to that. It's called murder. Most foul It's from 2011. Their poultry slam episode. Um, the, the last line of, of the, the, you know, the audio don't story. Ruin it. Is that well? I'm just gonna just it's a little hook for him. It said, okay. you know, he lived like a bird, but he died like a gangster. Yeah. And so, like, you know, <laughs> if that doesn't hook you in, make you want to hear what the hell happened. Like, I don't know what will. Yeah. So it's 
very, very entertaining. Uh, if you don't want to listen to the whole episode again, it's it's Act Two, so just skip forward to Act Two, and it's about Tom the Turkey. Tom, Tom the Turkey. So uh, I, I that's what I'm my quarantine and chill recommendation for this week. Marco, what you got for us? Um, I think you guys mentioned this before too. I know maybe Sheena. Uh, the uh, oral sessions with uh, Renee Paquette. Okay, um, get over that. Probably of Renee yeah, Young. That... <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the first episode. It's not like a, you don't have to like deep dive or anything like that. The first episode, she interviews her her husband, John Moxley. Um, and it is uh, quite the entertaining episode. I'm not going to give. It is give, so much fun. Yeah, I'm not going to give away the end of it because uh, it's a story from John Moxley. Did but, it make you, did it make you LOL at the end? Yeah, the last- I really, it's, yeah, it's. He like I I like I actually like him personally. Like when you listen to him speak, it it he's like he doesn't change from his promos. Like that's when you yeah, see him on AEW speaking and doing his promos. That's who he is. Obviously, he turns it up a little bit because yeah, super like that. He's legit the same person if he's doing an interview. It's the weirdest it's thing ever. Funny, just it's funny because listening to that episode, I just kept thinking like you know John Moxley. And, you know, obviously, not, not you know, John. John is the real person. Yeah. What's his last name? His real last. Good. 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 Okay, yeah, John Good. That's right, John Good. Um, him as a real part, like him and Seth, that you know, are just like the same person. Like listening to their the stories that Renee and I am Renee. I am one, me or Seth Rollins. No, Seth. You. Oh, okay. The Hill husband, Seth. Yeah. Like so, I I am I am totally Renee, and he is totally John Good. Like like just their dynamic. Like you know, Renee is like the super bubbly, like super social, and then you have John who is like very quiet, like you know, friendly and like just has a, a heart of gold, like a good deep down person, but just very kind of like stoic on the outside. Like that is like me and. Seth to a T. So when you when I was listening to that, I was like, oh my God, like no wonder Seth loves John Moxley so much. It's because he is John Moxley, you know? Um Which is weird because it's been most multiple people that before have like seen pictures of me in the background and been like, oh, I thought that was like Moxley. Yes, in the I've heard, yes, I've totally heard people say that he like the heel husband looks like it looks like Mox too. So that, that's really funny. Well, back when he was seeing Ambrose. But um, yes, definitely I love that recommendation, Marco, because yeah. it was such it was such a fun listen. Um, I thought Renee did an amazing job and just her obviously she, her and john have such a great rapport that it was a, it was a super fun listen yeah no, definitely. i hope she's not done in the wrestling world i'm really hoping that you know after she has the baby and stuff she, she can come back sometime she's too good she, for wrestling i feel like she needs something else oh, i hate it when people say that dude like <laughs> she, i've, I've heard that up. people always say that about her i don't know that's like the like the line about renee is always oh she's too good for wrestling i'm like what does that mean like dude wrestling is the freaking best it, man like, wrestling is wrestling is the best if you can be unfiltered renee Renee unfiltered is freaking gold, but Renee under the freaking thumb of so WWE well, is not great. I'll say Let that. Her the AEW podcast. On. What's up, Marco? What do you got? For I us? think what people mean when they say she's too good for wrestling is they see her in other forms of media. So like, yes, you know, normally you don't see like any other, like, I don't see like no offense to Charlie Caruso or any, anyone there, but like, I'm just using her as an example. Like I don't see her like on good morning America or, and, or like a morning talk show or, yeah. or, you know, bantering or on a red carpet talking to like celebrities and stuff like that. Yes. I definitely see those chicks are all that. interchangeable. Those chicks are all interchangeable. Okay. And I, and I don't, I don't mean that offensively. Well, maybe, I love, say, maybe you could say she's versatile. She can do stuff outside she's, of wrestling. Yeah. She is, she's, yeah she's, she's, she's versatile. versatile. That's yeah. a good, yeah, that's a good way to put it. She's versatile. Yeah. But I feel like, I also feel like she's her best when she's not like having to do some sort of cheesy backstage exactly. segment where she's like yeah. completely on script. Yep. Like I, I, so I watched. Let's go to AEW. 
Yeah, I watched Renee on Total Divas and, you know, all the things. And I follow her on social media and everything. And she's just like, she's like one of the most like smart, witty, funny humans. I, I loved her little talk show that she had on WWE where she would interview. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, Unfiltered, I think. It was yeah, un- Unfiltered, Network. yeah. When it unfiltered, when they let Renee actually go Unfiltered. Yeah, she's got a ton of charisma. You can see it in all our backstage, you know, interview stuff. That's why people loved her so much. But, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just uh, you know, I, I just I hope we're not done with her in, in the world of wrestling. So, Marco, I think for your pick, you're taking us inside uh, the square circle with the boxing gloves, and and we're not talking Roddy Piper and Mr. T. So, so what do you got for us? Yeah, no. So, uh, so this weekend, I'm not if, if if everyone knows, if you're a boxing fan, you definitely know. Uh, you have the return of Iron Mike Tyson uh, stepping out of retirement, as well as uh, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, they're both stepping out of retirement to do kind of like an exhibition fight. I believe it's like eight rounds. Are they going to go? The COVID yeah, event is uh, like the uh, the WBC Frontline Championship or something like that. Yeah, something, something like that. I think it's like a it may be more like a charity type thing that they're doing. But uh, right. you have uh, the COVID event is actually this is what I'm more interested in. Um, <laughs> I I saw so the COVID event is if you guys are familiar with social media, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, Jake Paul. If you guys are familiar with him, you, I mean, if definitely if you're watching YouTube and you're in, and then if yeah. you're a kid, you definitely yeah. know who Jake Paul is. He's a monster online, dude. Yeah, he's freaking one of the most successful YouTubers out there. Exactly. And he's actually facing Nate Robinson, NBA player Nate yeah, Robinson. Old, if you know who uh, he is. Supersonics, the Knicks, Celtics. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know Nate Robinson, yeah. former slam champion. So that's that's an interesting matchup because there's definitely a size difference in that one. Um, Jake Paul's been actually boxing a lot. Like He's been in a lot of different uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that. So I'm not, I wouldn't say he's professional. Um but he definitely has he definitely has, has some skill, and I think people just want to fight him. So like, I think anybody that has a chance to fight Jake Paul, they'll do it. Um, it could be anybody. I like I might even do it if I if if I have the chance to do it. So, but um, you know, so the the main focal point is uh, uh Roy Jones and Tyson. If you guys are familiar with, are you, are you guys boxing fans at all or? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with both these guys. If it's a big boxing match, I get into it. I'm not, I'm not hardcore, but yeah, I definitely know Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. I used to, Roy Jones Jr. was my, uh, my boxer choice on the old fight night games oh, yeah. on, uh, on PlayStation, on, you know, PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 and stuff. And obviously everybody knows Iron Mike. Yeah. So obviously the, the consensus is Mike, Mike Tyson is just going to kill him. Cause if you guys seen any, any of his recent training videos, they're scary as hell. And the way he well, looks Mike's now true, is, uh, yeah, and Mike's a true heavyweight. You know, Roy Jones Jr. He won a heavyweight championship, but he had to put on some weight, and it was more of like a, more of like kind of an exhibition type deal when he went up and won that uh, that heavyweight championship from John Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, back definitely. in uh, two thousand three. Yeah, no, he, Mike Tyson looks scary as hell. Like if you see like the like if you go on his Instagram right now, there's a lot of like photo shoots he's taken recently uh, for this. Like yeah. for the it, he 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 looks like young Mike Tyson, but just. Obviously, bald head and a tattoo on his face. Like he's, he's what is the huge. Uh, what's what's the cost on this event, man? It's fifty you, you bucks. Started, I, I can't lie to you. You're starting to get me sold on this, man. It's it's fifty, 50 bucks. Oh. I might just do it because <laughs> I want to see. And yeah, we know, man, we know, and we know. Do we know for sure that this is going to be a shoot? They're not kayfabe in this thing. I oh, know it's a real, it's a it's a real accident. So it wasn't gonna. It, it was so early. It wasn't gonna happen. Like something happened where like uh, it was something with the promotion. Like it was is gonna be. You know, like Tyson versus Jones or Jones versus Tyson, that type of thing. And who's going to get more of the, you know, like the the lead? Like who's in, who's 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 selling this fight more? And obviously, right. it's Mike Tyson. He's he's the bigger yeah. of the two. Obviously, if you're a boxing fan, and and a lot of people do know, you know Roy Jones. Jones Mike Tyson well. is it. Mike Tyson was you know, 
obviously nobody's Michael Jordan, but he was like on that level as far as like being a sports star goes. You know, he was oh, yeah. as, as big as big gets back in the in the late eighties and early nineties. Yeah, you say Mike Tyson, you know who you know who it is. If I say Roy Jones, you might go, Oh yeah. Oh, who is that? Yeah. And I have to show you a picture my, of me. My grandma my grandma might not know Roy Jones. My grandma knows Mike oh, Tyson. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, it's fifty bucks. It's not like uh, like seventy dollars or eighty dollars like the UFC fights or anything like that. So I I am considering <laughs> actually uh, buying this pay per view. Just obviously, I'm a boxing fan too. So I definitely and I was a huge Roy Jones fan. But I was a fan of both these guys, but definitely a Roy Jones fan. Like I I legit to this day still go on YouTube and watch Roy Jones highlights because that dude was like. Oh, he was awesome. He man. was he was insane. He was like the Matrix. Like nobody yeah. could hit him. He had a round. I used to watch he, all his stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, he's the only boxer in history to have a untouched round. There was a round where the dude did not touch him once. Like he didn't. That guy did not land a punch whatsoever. Yeah, to me, it he hasn't was. Uh, he was like Floyd Mayweather with the skill and stuff, but he also had the power. You know, he. I don't feel like his fights were ever boring. Like Floyd Mayweather's fights are sometimes. So yeah, Roy Jones was awesome, man. And the cool thing about him was. Most of his fights when he was coming up were uh, a lot of them were on HBO. He didn't have a lot of pay per view fights, so I really feel like I've kind of followed his career as he was coming up because most of them were just on you know regular old HBO. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, I, mean, I could go all day, but uh, my, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna. I, I did a who you got. I'm gonna go with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson looks like he he wants to kill somebody because he hasn't boxed in a while, and you know I think he has he has a lot to prove, obviously from. Um, from his previous fights, if you followed him like recently and like right. he's just doing it pretty much for money, but now it's kind of like he doesn't really have to fight. He's just doing it just to, to prove himself. And he looks great. I mean, if you've seen it, like I said, go on YouTube. I think you can find like all the training. I think they do like document. There's a documentary on, on uh, their fight. Um, and he looks ridiculous. He looks scary as hell. So maybe that's why I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Roy Jones. Okay. I think he's doing some kind of hijinks. I think Tyson's going to lose on some kind of DQ. I think we're going to see a headbutt. Maybe he'll bring back the ear biting gimmick like he did against Evander maybe. Holyfield. <laughs> he might just but lose I, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Tyson's going to lose on, uh, on hijinks. I don't think Roy Jones is going to straight up knock him out or beat him on decision, but, but yeah, I, my, my, you know, my heart's telling me to buy this thing. I can be entertained, but my brain is telling me, like, dude, something stupid is going to happen, and you're going to feel like <laughs> such an idiot for spending fifty bucks on this. I mean, so. I, I might just do it anyway. It's a Saturday night. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. I might as well just yeah. get entertained at some point. So I'm, I'm going to do it. But that's enough. Enough boxing talk. We'll uh, we'll get to the next. <laughs> All right, let's go. It's time for random merch of the week. All right, Random Merch of the Week is where usually we bring you some sort of forgotten wrestling merch that we find in one of the dark corners of the internet or eBay. But And this segment is always brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. This week, we're going to take a different spin on it, and we're just going to hype up some of the friends of the show's Black Friday sales, which should be kicking off here in a couple hours. So, Sheena, lead us off. Yeah, so um, obviously start with Pro Wrestling Tees. They're running their... Um you know, annual Black Friday sale. It's 20% off most things, up to 40% off, depending on what you purchase. But we have a lot of friends that have shops um, in Pro Wrestling Tees. Our buddies over at Run In Pod, Fig Heel. Obviously, we have our shop on um, on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you know, OMG, our buddy Joey Harrison. Check out his shop. So there's lot, lots of great guys that you can support there. Again, those those sales go and help support the sh- their shows, just kind of help keep them motivated. And you can rock and promote um, some really awesome people doing some really awesome things in the wrestling community. So that's Pro Wrestling Tees. They are having their Black Friday sale 
chalk line. Um, they're going to be, they're going to have a black Friday drop. So we've already talked about that. Go to their Instagram to check out what they got going on. 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern. It's going down 10 a.m. And you're going to get a second shot of those Sasha Banks shorts. that sold out in about two minutes. last Super, time. super quick. Um, we love our, our friends over at chalk line. I know we've said this on the show before, but they have a huge presence in the wrestling community, but it really is a small business. Um, I want to, I want to make sure that we're all shopping small and supporting artists and supporting creatives this season, especially now more than ever with all the things that are going on. And it's literally just like a handful of guys that are making this opportunity happen. Um, and I know, like I said, it feels like a big business because we see so many people rocking chalk line and all the things that they have going on. But those guys over there, they're just incredible. So make sure you always support those. Those dudes, um, our buddy Nick Camia, Extra Cooler. The he, official artist of the chick Foley the show. The official artist of the chick Foley show is running a 40% off sale That's on his crazy. shop, which is in sane um you can go in he has tons of prints so many amazing things um our print that we commissioned him to make last year the uh, wrestlemania 6 warrior versus hogan is up there and you can get it for 40 percent off and hang it in your mark cave it looks so so amazing and i'll tell you guys the uh so in addition to you know his art is just incredible you know the actual quality of like you know the drawings and stuff and everything is awesome but also the the print shop he uses the stuff comes out great like Sheena mm-hmm. mentioned we have the uh, the WrestleMania six picture and then I also have some of the smaller just uh, four by six pictures that he's done that are hanging up in our our figure room they always come out looking super crisp and uh, you know you you'd be shocked at the quality they are for the amount of money you're going to pay for these prints yeah, yeah for sure and so you use um, extra thanks at um, at checkout for that extra cooler sale and and my last one is our buddy um, Lance Shibe I don't know if it's Shibe or Shibe um, I'm I'm not really good with uh, phonetic phonetic names so I'll say Lance Shibe um, he created this comic and long before we had the podcast like one of the first people that we we you know partner with like, he's just amazing for the title he does this like online comic um and it's all wrestling related it's just so so entertaining we love it we have both of his books we have the for the title and then we have the for the title complete collection he also has all kinds of amazing pins we have so many of those he is doing a 40 percent off sale so that is um if you go to his shop it's lance Shibi, S-C-H-I-B-I dot bigcartel.com. I'll be posting all these in my story. So if you don't have a pen or if you're driving or whatever, just keep an eye on the Chick-fil-A stories because I'll be linking all this stuff for you guys to just swipe up. But definitely support these guys. You know, artists, they work super hard. Um, it's just a passion project for them. And, you know, Amazon, Jeff Bezos doesn't need any more of your money. You know, <laughs> support support yeah. the Mark <laughs> artists, support the creatives. Um, and uh, you use I Deserve This at checkout for Lance Shibi. All right. Yeah. What do you got, Marco? You got anybody for random merch? Uh, yeah. So I have a, so actually there's a gentleman I've been following for like forever and I actually ordered um, uh, something off his, off his uh, site. So his name's on Instagram. It's Jedi Jack Yeti. Um, it's like Jedi, like return of the yeah. Jedi, Jack, the name and then Yeti um, all in one word. Um, he does, he's a, he's an amazing artist. Uh, he does a lot of cool, like holographic or hologram uh, stickers and stuff like that. But I also, uh, I think I spoke about this a while back. I ordered on his uh, site. He has this um, "Raw as War" poetry book. Um, it's it's uh, oh, yeah. ninety seven. So it's poetry based mm-hmm. off of uh, Raw's War in the year ninety seven. I remember um, you talking so it's, about it's, this. It's, book. it's pretty yeah. unique. Yeah, no, it's 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 really awesome. Like I said, definitely go to his uh his Instagram. That's where most of his art is. And he actually yeah, this stuff's uh, incredible. Got, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so he actually got tapped by the Young Bucks. Um, and he actually designed their newest shirt on uh, on AEW shop. Um, 
See, so listen, it, you gave them you gave them the chick fully rub, dude, and they got the rocket strap. Hey, yeah, listen, no, it, Marco, it, Marco was on this. This was like freaking six months ago when Marco was talking about this guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I think it's uh yeah, it's the uh, Young Bucks, and it's it's like a black and white photo. Um, yeah, it's on it's on the AEW shop right now in Pro Wrestling Tees. His design. That's um, awesome. Oh yeah, it looks so great. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he, like I said, he's an amazing artist. Definitely check him out. Um, he's not doing a sale or anything, but his stuff is like two bucks, three bucks, so it's not anything super expensive or anything like that but um he actually sent me a few of the stickers when i ordered the book and i have a I actually have a andre the giant one if you go on his site it's a really cool andre the giant a holographic sticker that he sent but yeah he does literally everyone undertaker paul bearer um yeah just go through his his uh his instagram page and you'll see it's if you're if you're if you're into art i'm, I'm into art because i'm i love uh I'm, i was a comic book nerd back in the day still am a little bit um, so I was always into like different types of art forms and stuff like that. And this guy's really awesome. So yeah, definitely check out Jed- Jedi Jackie Eddie on Instagram. Perfect. Cool, man. All right. Well, while our Black Friday plugs out of the way again, stay uh, in tune with Sheena's Instagram stories to get the links to all this stuff for tomorrow. It's now time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. of the week. This is where we typically give you something to go back and listen uh, for on the network so or to watch on the network. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll pick a past pay-per-view. We usually try to pick something relevant with what's going on, whether it's like Survivor Series season or SummerSlam season or Mania season. We kind of go with the, the theme of the of the month. So um, I do want to check in because, you know, we have a, this we started this new thing. Um, it's called, called the chalk line check-in and the heel <laughs> husband every week wears um, a pair of chalk line shorts while we're basically recording. living these things. He lives around. in these things around the house regardless, but um, I, I just feel like they need to get some love and they need to get some shine. So we're going to do a chalk line check-in and I'm going to be asking the heel husband every week, which shorts he's wearing this week while he records this week's episode. So Seth, what are you wearing this week? So today I went with the classic WCW Monday Nitro uh, chalk line shorts. These ones released back over the summer, uh, sold out pretty dang quick. And uh, I'm loving them. You know, hopefully Chocolate will get a re-release on these uh, sometime down the road. Maybe we'll get a uh, pair of NWO Nitro from that one ill-fated episode mm. back in late 97. But yeah, obviously love the Chocolate shorts. And uh, you can't go wrong with any of these. So definitely recommend everybody pick up the Sasha Banks shorts tomorrow when they drop because those were awesome. And the cool thing is that, uh, you know, I'm rocking the WCW shorts and it's a perfect tie-in to my retro wrestling recommendation for the week. I let it, I let off the segment for this week and I'm going with Starcade 1991. So Sheena posted the, uh, the box art to this on the, the feed today. And it's got a concept that, you know, we've talked about a lot that they should bring back the, the lethal lottery. So for the, the younger fans that weren't around, the lethal lottery was where they randomly paired up people in a tag team. You know, they did it twice. So the Starcade 91, it was a battle bowl where they randomly paired up these tag teams and all the winning teams competed in a battle royal at the end of the night. And I think they fought for, I think it was the winner got a ring, like similar to the AEW Dynamite ring now. Um, but there was a Clash of the Champions episode where the Lethal Lottery was a tournament. The, t- the random paired tag teams worked in a tournament and then the winning team ended up going one-on-one for a shot at the championship. And that's something that I've always thought they should bring back. You know, um, Tony Schiavone's talked about it on on um, the What Happened When podcast that one of the problems with that with the way WCW did it is they did it as a real shoot. You know, the yeah. actual pairings were a shoot. Like they literally drew out the names and just called wrestlers from backstage to go out and wrestle. Yeah, so why would one, they gimmick that? Seriously. Yeah. So one, you don't get any storyline. 
tie-ins, you know, you don't get stuff like Sting and Ric Flair being a tag team or, you know, something like Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton teaming up, something like that. And two, the guys didn't know who they were even teaming up with until five minutes before the match. So they had no ability to like sketch out the match or plan any spots or anything like that. So I think if you kayfabe this thing and had this tournament nowadays, you know, it sounds, it's got NXT right all over. This would be awesome for an NXT event. Um, I think it would be really great. But yeah, we've never really seen anything like the Lethal Lottery since then. Um, so and, and definitely go back and check it out. Starkin 91 if you want to see what this is all about. Um, and, and just think about how it could be applied to, to modern day wrestling. Awesome. All right. And now it is time for our listener Q&A. Awesome. So you guys came correct. I put out the call in the Facebook group for some Q&A. I don't know if we'll get through all of these tonight, but it's no worries because we are going to do a fully loaded Q&A episode next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, if I don't get to your question tonight, we will definitely get to them tomorrow. And we're going to put an all call out for more questions. So I'm going to start with our good buddy. We've talked about him a couple times on the show already. Jordan Wells, uh, top three Christmas movies. And he says, I know you won't answer this because you're too damn sick. Selfish. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jordan stayed with us last weekend, and you know he, sp- he spent you know three days with uh, with me and Sheena. So we let him know that you know we let him into some of the inside stuff we do, some of the weird yeah. stuff we do, and we we let him know that you know Owen Hart's famous 1994 promo where you know he told Brett, "All you had to do was tag me, but you're too damn selfish." <laughs> yeah. like, that's kind of something. That's that's a phrase me and Sheena use around the house, like you know all the time. If she takes out the trash but doesn't put a bag in, you know, be like, "All you had to do was put a new bag in, but you're." too damn selfish so <laughs> that's why he's throwing that in there so yeah too damn selfish is a uh, a catchphrase around our house um top three christmas movies so yeah. i would say yeah home, home alone is definitely number one for me yeah. um i probably go christmas vacation and then uh well let me think about marco what's some of yours I, I need to ponder for number three dude oh boy uh yeah this is usually this is usually this is a you don't want to you, you you have to like walk on thin ice with the with these choices because people, people take offense to these yeah yeah um i'm gonna go number one definitely christmas vacation for me anyway um so good yeah Can't number wrong there. number two uh, i'd probably say home alone two yeah home alone two? Okay, okay. it's more christmasy it is like, a, a lot more christmasy yeah in Manhattan, yeah. What? Yeah. Um, Dude, home, home Alone 1 just screams Christmas at so every aspect. Two, though, it, it does, but to say to say part two is more Christmasy. I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like when I picture Christmas in my head, a lot of times I'm picturing like Manhattan. Even have you I've ever never, spent Christmas in Manhattan? No, I haven't, but I just picture like, you know, <laughs> cities like decorated with lights and stuff and the big Christmas tree and everything. Hey, I know. I mean, I, I can't say that I've ever spent Christmas in a house like Kevin McAllister's either, but, you know, I, I feel like the more, the more homey feel of the of the original like that that's the christmas i'm here yeah. for you know um, but yeah home alone christmas vacation definitely no, definitely no, top two for both you guys number, number three, three the third one would probably be scrooged with uh bill murray if you scrooged guys is good, good yeah that's, you can't scrooged. argue that's that's a good that's definitely a top five christmas one of my favorites for sure. yeah what about you seth get a third mm. I'm gonna go to Santa Claus. I really Santa like Santa Claus. Santa Claus is so Claus. good. Yeah, yeah, I love Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. It's uh, it, there's some parts of it that are just like too sappy for me, but uh, 
but it's still pretty good. So I'd probably go Santa Claus. Yeah, I have to great. agree with both of those choices with uh, Christmas Vacation. Obviously, I love all Christmas movies. I have my um, my favorite. It's a cult favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person in the world that likes this movie, but it's Christmas with the Cranks. So I actually read an article that oh, said it's been actually yeah. picking up steam over the last 10 years. Really? I think that, yeah, I think a lot of people our age just really latched on to that movie and stuff. Even though It got poor reviews at the time, but it's become a cult favorite. It, it's good. I yeah. do like Christmas with it's, the Cranks. It's based on a book. Um, and, you know, Canceling the, Christmas. Yeah, can't and canceling Christmas and so like the the lead character is way more like menacing in the book um but I just I just feel like Tim Allen and um freaking oh my gosh Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis duh the screen queen Jamie Lee Curtis um they just kill this and I love I relate to Nora Crank so much because she's so into the theme she's so into Christmas like that is me in a nutshell I love that movie. If you've never seen Christmas with the Cranks, it is such a good heart. It's a very warm movie. movie. Yeah. 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 It's it's really, really good. Um, all right. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan, for that question. So Mike Lanham comes in. He says, eliminate a holiday and all that comes with it. Decorations, the meals, any gifts, etc. cetera. Um, but you can only choose from one of the three major holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas. Say goodbye to one forever. I'm going to pass this one over to Marco first. Oh man, why would you do that? <laughs> I know. Uh, say goodbye to one forever. Uh, yeah, Halloween, of, Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna save everyone the. I'm gonna probably answer this for all of us. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, just get rid of Thanksgiving because what happens yeah. is yeah. Halloween comes and then it's automatically Christmas anyway. So Thanksgiving's yeah. like the forgotten. You can have a, can have a child. Anytime. I, I never. I don't need a I don't need a holiday to have a big meal. Yeah, and you can ha- you can literally have like the the Thanksgiving esque meal at holiday. Most people are exactly. at Christmas. Most people do. They just they'll just swap a ham with the yeah, with the turkey, turkey and, and you know instead of and, at Christmas. So yeah, yeah, I would definitely get rid of Thanksgiving. I love having Thanksgiving. I'm here for it. I love it when we get to spend it with our families and stuff like that. But if I had to say goodbye to it forever, I would not be. Um, I would not be so mad about it. Here's a hot take. I would I would argue that Thanksgiving isn't even one of the big three holidays. Like it, it falls within the quote unquote holiday season, but I think like Fourth of July probably is a bigger well, Valentine's. Valentine's or even Val- yeah, and I would Valentine's, say Valentine's is huge. Yeah. Like when Sheena was giving me a little pregame on these questions, and before she finished it, before she even got that whole question out of her mouth, I was like, Valentine's Day done. I think Valentine's Day is the dumbest holiday out there. Like yeah. I, I hate Valentine's Day. It's just that that's the one that I really feel like it was part was created by like, you know, the greeting cards Hallmark, and candy companies, yeah, you know, for but sure. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think Thanksgiving, you know, you, you lose, I, I love Thanksgiving, but you lose the least with Thanksgiving, especially compared to Christmas and uh, Halloween. True. And ironically, uh, Christmas or, uh, Valentine's day was our first date, you know? So maybe uh, have something to do with your choice to, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know it really was, but um, that has nothing to do with it. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Mike. So our next question comes in from Tom, our buddy Tom Sliney from the Running Podcast. He says, "Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?" Yes, uh-huh. it is. It definitely is. And one, it takes place at Christmas, so that's all you need to classify yourself as a Christmas movie. But I will tell you guys. So there's another podcast. I know we're going a little overboard on the podcast recommendations this episode, but. Stuff You Should Know. Great podcast. Highly recommended. They have an episode all about Christmas episodes, and it breaks down all the different tie-ins that makes you... Die Hard really is a Christmas movie. Even aside from taking place at Christmas, there's a whole lot of subtle hints that uh, that really tie it into to, you know, 
the the Christmas spirit. So I would say it is. Marco, I'll pass it to you. I mean, I, I say it is as well. Um, but there's one person that says it isn't, and that's the man that's in the movie, Bruce Willis. He actually yes, came Bruce out and Willis said literally came out and said it's not a it's not a Christmas movie. So well, he I mean, for himself anyways, he, you know, because I think he kind of he's never even stayed true to what uh what Die Hard was supposed to be. You know, John McClane started out as just a regular cop, and then you know, a few episodes later, all of a sudden he's James Bond. <laughs> I don't know. To me, honestly, I don't think simply taking place during the Christmas season makes your Christmas movie. This movie came out in July. It, does, it didn't even come out during the Christmas season. So it didn't even come yeah. out during the holiday season. So it's not like a ho- it's not a holiday movie. But it took place during it, a Christmas party it at took, Nakatori Plaza. It took place during a Christmas. <laughs> there, and there's some Christmas songs, but there's no like underlying Christmas elements to it like it doesn't have anything to do with like presents or family or santa claus or you know just the holiday any of the holiday spirit in general right it just happened to like happen during christmas yeah Yeah. i think yeah christmas christmas is a backdrop of this movie it doesn't mean that it is a christmas movie i think there's just i mean I've been coming to terms yeah. with this for a while, and I'm, I, I I always thought that Die Hard was a Christmas movie, and then like as the years go on, I'm like, oh, people are right, man. All right, I'm we're just- we're running, we're still under two hours, so let's grind on this a little <laughs> bit. So first off, takes place during a holiday office party. All right, okay, that's Christmassy, right? No, it does Two, not make a Christmas movie. It has Christmas music. <laughs> Die Hard soundtrack is loaded with Winter Wonderland, three songs, Let It Snow, three songs, Christmas in Hollis, and Ode to Joy. Okay, four songs. John McClane's wife has a Christmassy name. All right. Her name is Holly. John McClane's wife is named Holly. Yeah. Okay. There are presents involved. All right. He buys snack cakes for his pregnant wife. Um, Harry gives a Rolex watch as a company present. And the FBI gives Hans Gruber access to the Nakatomi vault after shutting off the power grid. Santa Claus is in it. Where's Santa Claus in the Die Hard? I don't remember that. It's been it's been very many, very very many years. So since you I've seen might remember. So I'll, I'm uh, referencing Gazette.com right now. You might remember that the first person John takes out is Tony as they stumble down a flight of stairs during a fight early in the film. John sends Tony's body down to Hans in the elevator wearing a Santa hat and the message of "Now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho! John McClane has holiday spirit no matter what the situation. But does so? Okay, so. <laughs> That, that's, that was my next question. So what holiday elements does the main, because like the main character, if he doesn't have any holiday spirit, it's not a Christmas movie. His name's John, John the Apostle. Oh, God. That's true. Yeah. John is like the most it popular name in the At the end of language. it, keep in mind, this movie took place in the 80s. Prior to that, the last time it snowed in Los Angeles was 1962. And the movie wow. ends with it snowing in L.A. And the screenwriter, screw it, screw it, Bruce Willis said, the screenwriter, Stephen Souza said that Die Hard was written as a Christmas movie. So I think I've made my case. That it's <laughs> All right, Tom. All right, Tom. So according to Seth's research, it's a Christmas movie. I I have a problem with Christmas movies not having a Christmassy element or theme to them. Like, I feel like they, they need like the family holiday gift giving, like the whole Christmas, you know. I mean, in Home Alone, he smashes the burglars in the face with a, uh, you know, the iron with paint cans, all kinds of stuff. That I would argue that that's almost more violent than anything that takes place <laughs> yeah, during Die Hard. He yeah. We're not, I'm not down, I'm not, not downplaying his family straight up abandoned him. So if we're that's talking true. about, you can't, you, you gotta be lighthearted to be a Christmas movie. That yeah. eliminates Home Alone also. You know, the second one, he did fire bricks down from a, uh, 
<laughs> from a yeah. rooftop. True. You a don't, four you story don't, building. Yeah, you don't have to be you don't have to be lighthearted to be a Christmas movie. I mean, Krampus Krampus is a Christmas movie. Um, but you don't have to be lighthearted. It just has to have like Christmas, like, you know, Kevin is longing to be with his family toward the end. You know, like, he took his family for granted and you know, holidays are all about being together as a family. Yeah, you don't think um, John McClain wanted to be home with his wife on Christmas? <laughs> like Exactly. I don't know how it's not a Christmas movie. Like there's really the the case for is so overwhelming against the case against. The only case against is that it's an R-rated action movie. All right. True. I'm going to do more research, but for now I'm going to concede that yes, okay, <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So Tom, you have your answer. Tom, I would be interested to know whether or not you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but that is going to wrap up our Q&A for today. Again, we're going to have a fully loaded Q&A episode next week, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be super awesome. Um, we're going to be hitting you guys up for more questions, so we're open to anything. It doesn't have to be wrestling-related, um, and we love, love, love our um, our listener questions. So you can find myself on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find the MVP, Marco Denton, at on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. Make sure you subscribe. Like we said earlier, drop us that, drop us that nice review. Check out our Patreon, our Foley fam, chickfoleyshow.com, and always use code Chick Foley when you shop at ringside. So everyone have a happy Thanksgiving, have a safe and wonderful Black Friday. Um, make sure you check out all those deals. Um, check out those small local shops and artists, and uh, we will catch your asses down the road.